0: hotter than average take the average i'm hotter than average i'm smarter than average i'm funnier than average i'm above i'm an above average individual i'm 33 and i look like young so yeah i'm pretty sure that i deserve an insanely rich guy
1: Everybody, welcome back. Shout out to the coach gang, shout out to the nasty boys, and everybody else. Welcome back to the channel, the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. This is the wake up show on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast. All right, appreciate y'all for being here today. We're back on the blue chip mindset, back to getting focused on what is important in life. By the way, I'm the author of The Free Agent Lifestyle. I've written three books, but this one right here. It's kind of what we're talking about, the free agent lifestyle right here, okay? Um, as you guys know, um, we, we talk about the blue chip mindset every week now since 2022, 2022, and so we talk about it every week. It was a bi-weekly series. Now we're doing it every week because we want to get men focused on the purpose of why we have our philosophy related to women, marriage, cohabitation, and et cetera, all right? So it's very important and vital that when we talk about mate selection issues and relationship and marriage and divorce, we're talking about it in the mindset of how does that affect us long-term and financially. Many people are willing to go for the love angle or the peace lead angle, and then they don't have their finances in order. So we're gonna kind of tackle all of those things. So this is a fun time for everybody. We can relax. We won't call too many 304s names, but we will use them as examples of how they can be detrimental to your wealth building. Okay, so yes, we get the mindset of the blue chip mindset, the generational wealth. We will talk about that. Um, I believe that there's, I believe in a level of generational wealth, but we're building this for the betterment of our lives, okay, of our lives. And we're getting ourselves set up to be part of what we call the rich class or the wealthy class, okay? These are classes that are open admission. You have a mission, you have a possibility to enter, enter into these classes, and you have a possibility of building a legacy and passing this type of uh wealth onto other people. Whether they squander it or not is that that's their problem. All right, that's their problem, but most people don't squander it. They allow their kids to get a head start in life, okay? So if you're just joining these series, this is series number 11. Series number 11. So do me a favor, hit the like button when you come in. Uh this is series number 11. Underneath in the description box, I have all of the rest of the blue chip mindset series cuz you might be like, "What? There's 11 of them?" Yes. There's 11 of them here. I left the link of the, the in the description box to all the previous 10. Okay. And by the end of 2022, we will probably have how many? 52. Plus 52 plus. So anyway, man, let me do these super chats. Uh people come in a little bit slower on this particular stream because you know, you know what's real. Let's just be honest about it. Let's be let's be real. Most people don't have what it takes to make money. Most people don't see them as a possibility of increasing their money. Most people have a broke mindset in relation to money. Most people have a mindset that money is the root to all evil. Most men are distracted by women. Most men want to see women being torn down. Most men want to make women the excuse as to why they failed in life. Most men want to just uh, uh, basically just make make an excuse of why they can't be successful. Okay? But we're gonna get rid of all of that. We're gonna get rid of all of that. Right now, there's millionaires being created as we speak. But I'm gonna tell you the first couple of things that you need to overcome to get into that million dollar category. And, and before I do the super chats, one more thing shout out to XL Pro Services it says focus becomes reality. One more thing that I want you to get into your head right here. Once you get into your head, this is a possibility, although it might not happen overnight for you. Over the long term, you will see you enter into the conversation of money earner pretty quickly, okay, in relative time. If you start this earlier and don't make the mistakes that a lot of us have made, you will get into this conversation a lot earlier than most people can, all right? So anyway, um, I want you guys to uh, – in this community, sometimes money gets – it's a cloudy subject, right, you know, because you get caught – you know, people have people get called all kind of names, grifter, and uh, you're you're just trying to make money, and you're earning money off of this and that. Like people will make you feel guilty about earning money, when that is the basically one of the tools that you can use in order to provide yourself a sense of security here. All right, that's what we're doing here. We're buying freedom, and sometimes people will say you don't need money because you can minimalize yourself. So minimal minimalism is a way to keep your money, but sometimes uh it goes overboard, and people say. Well, you don't need to earn over thirty five thousand dollars and you can live in a shack. All right. Now, I don't want you to do that. All right. I don't want you to do that. Now, if you choose to do that, go ahead and do that. But it's going to catch up to you. Uh, minim- minimal minimalism sometimes gets just like anything. Sometimes he get, gets taken overboard. All right. They're like, ah, oh, you don't need this and you don't need that. Strip away everything until you're just sitting in the box. OK, uh, we're not going to have that philosophy. here. Tracy Mills is in the building shout out to you he said stay focused stay focused guys stay focused on the prize when i wrote the book the free agent lifestyle it was about refocusing your life all right i realized i was completely distracted ple- completely misled um i had to learn the hard way and most of the time when i learn i need to only make one critical error and i'll never do it again all right and so um you know, even when it comes to relationships and marriage, I know if I step in shit one good time, I will never go back to that. I'll be like, OK, don't take me much to learn. So um, once I make a mistake, then I lor- learn how to stay focused on it. Um, as they say, you got your mind on your money and your money on your mind. If you take your money off of that, I'm sorry, your mind off of that, you're probably not going to be able to earn it, but we're we'll going to get in here. Shout out to uh, Sono Jono's in the building. Appreciate you for being here again. Mr. Postman says, there is a hot girl summer, but when you live the free agent lifestyle with the blue chip mindset, you live the hot man lifetime. Hit me with the get my bag.
0: Gotta get my bag and run. All
1: right. Shout out to you. Yes, sir.
0: Gotta get my bag and run.
1: I love it, man. The bag. We're getting the bag and running over here, all right? For sure. Ricky Webster in the building again. He says, oh, one love to you, coach, and the entire coach gang. French toast props Do Thank you, sir. Indeed, credible. Uh, credible. Bachelors said shout out to the coach gang from London. First live stream in a while. Changed my name from free agent disciple uh, because I'm now on the HD program. We are here, man. We are here. And somebody mentioned this earlier. Thank you for being here all the way in London. Somebody mentioned this early. There's one percenters that are watching this video. OK, and trust me, I do coaching calls and I know people that have reached out to me. I there's some very wealthy people or men that have businesses that watch these programs. You'd be amazed. And so a lot of times a, a lot of broke guys will come in here and be like, oh, why are we listening to you? OK, first of all, I'm a million dollar earner. All right. Over 10 year period. All right. So I have earned a million dollars. Um, and that's a mindset. I, I will ride that out as a statistic. That is a win. All right. All you have to do is earn close to one hundred thousand dollars in the last 10 years. And you you hit it. Ding, 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 ding. Um, so um, even with all the stress and strife in my life, I look back and say, dang, you know, you have the ability to earn a million dollars. Did you know that? Did you know that people earned a million dollars in five years? People earn a million dollars in three years. They're millionaires. Now, do they have a million dollars liquid? We'll talk about that. All right, that's a different millionaire. All right, but if you earned a million dollars, all right, you're a millionaire. Mm. In my mind, in my mind, at least. All right, so Lucifer Ratzinger doubles up. He says 20-year-old Peace Leave left last night after the steak dinner. Shout out to you. Isn't it great? Isn't it great when some 20-year-old you're all your for fantasies for field and not only that shout out to somebody else I can't pronounce his name e t w says uh there's future mil multimillionaires right here listening right now somebody somebody maybe one two three of you guys will become multimillionaires by just switching your focus from one thing to the next Lucifer also says money is to root to all success and freedom in life um we're going to talk about some of these things. It, it is, I think, um, people will give money a negative rap because of what it does bring into your life. Yes. You're going to bring some, it's going to bring some bad qualities, bad characters. If you're not prepared for it, it can be a negative in your life. And we'll talk about the negative people that you have to worry about. We'll hopefully come up with that, but money buys you freedom. Money buys you freedom. Okay. And, um, I don't think there will ever be a point. I have said this before that I'll be content with the amount of money that I make, unless I get into the hundred million dollar category. But you guys got to understand, even when you reach then, there's still not enough money. You you still not gonna. Most people still don't feel content. The only people that feel content that have a hundred million dollars are people that were passed on a hundred million dollars. Right? You grew up your your first generation. Your father died pass you on a hundred million dollars, then you, you put your feet up. But uh, there's one thing that people have to understand. Um, I remember this when I, one time I, when I was coaching basketball in San Jose state, I had a close connection to members of the Sacramento Kings organization. So we would go over there. That was the closest NBA franchise. Although the the Golden State Warriors were probably closer, but we had a connection to the golden state of the Sacramento Kings. And so we had access to their coaching staff their facilities and all of that stuff. And they built this nice practice facility uh, next to their arena. So I would drive up there and um, go up there and hang out. And they would I would have VIP access to the Sacramento Kings, which isn't bragging about anything. But anyway, mm. it's not bragging. It's the Kings, by the way. But um, I went into their practice facility. And they had probably four players that were earn- big earners. And the rest of the team weren't big earners. However, the the members of the teams that weren't big earners were always close to the four or five players that earned multi-million dollars. And guess what? Over time, those players that didn't earn a lot of money was trying to keep up with the four players that made a ton of money. So they're pulling in and Rolls Royces and whatnot, and they got Rob reports all over the locker room. You guys know what the Rob report is. I, I still get that magazine for some reason. Um they're looking at the Rob report and they barely make a a million dollars a year, Mm. a million dollars a year. Looking at the Rob report is going to make you either want to make more money. Okay. Because Here's the idea. When you make a certain amount of money, there's people that make more money than you. So you're going to go, you're going to go, wait a minute. I make a million dollars a year, but this guy makes $20 million a year. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, You're always going to be around people that have a little bit more, and those people have a little bit different motive for why they want to earn more money, and you always have to find that out, Um, specifically related to what they call, um, oh, damn, it just slipped my mind, Uh, philanthropy, philanthropy. Okay, so philanthropy is then a competitive goal of rich people for two reasons. Number one, it makes them look good. And number two, taxes. Okay, so then you're there's a philanthropy race. So uh, anybody know anything about being a socialite? Uh, When you make money, you're going to be invited to social events and then you'll go to these social events. And then these people are doing live auctions and they're buying up everything. Thirty thousand dollars here, fifty thousand dollars here. They're buying up art. They're doing all of this stuff. And you're sitting there going, damn. You know, and you're to get entree into this social event, it it costs ten thousand dollars a plate. You know what I mean? That's how that's how it happens to you. So you can either take your one million dollars and go somewhere in the middle of uh Rock Springs, Wyoming and settle down, don't move anywhere. Or when you start making more money, you might I want a little bit more. Well, you're in an entree then in the competitive, very, very competitive lifestyle in which you will be made to seem like your million dollars is nothing. Okay, so anyway. Um, where are we at? Last one. ACDC says nasty. He says, sup to the nasty boys from the long-backed battalion in here. The long-backed battalion. Yes, indeed. Uh, We love that. You know, for me, the long-backed is always in play for me. You know, a lot of y'all want them, you know, bubble booties. All right, them bubble booties. But bubble booties are are for poor men. (laughs) Mm. Don't tell me about rappers either. No, I don't want to hear about no, well, rappers get bubble booties. Most rappers aren't rich either. (laughs) Okay, Bubble booties are for poor men. (laughs) Take your bubble booty to the uh, philanthropy event, the socialite event. Anyway. Anyway. Where are we at? Oh, we're going to talk about this. All right. And I meant to put up my tabs on this one, but I ran out of time. All right. So this show won't, you know, maybe somebody will come in and do the, um, through the uh, things where you go in there the little markers but I didn't have time today. So, let's talk about this. Earning a million dollars. This is one of your goals, could be one of your goals if you're in this blue chip mindset. By the way, the I I am sorry. I'm skipping ahead here. I'm skipping ahead. Let me just remind you guys if you're new to the programming, if you're new to the programming here. Um, the blue chip mindset comes from this idea of blue chip companies. Blue uh ch- blue chip recruiting. Uh sometimes if you're Uh, a college graduate, you went to a blue chip university in which they title you a blue chipper. And so recruiters will come in and recruit you because you have came from a reputable university in which you're going to be uh, able to negotiate your salary. And then in which then you will bring value to the company. And then the blue chip companies are referred to as established, stable and well-recognized corporations. Blue chip isn't something that I made up, it's always been in the lexicon of America, blue chip stock marketing. They always call blue chip. They talk about blue chip stocks, blue chips for a long time referred to the highest ranking um, chip in, in terms of gambling. Although it doesn't mean that now because you can go to any place where they gamble and there's all kind of gold and everything now. But but before the blue chip was the higher um, chip to to uh, to to bet with blue chip financial blue chip is also in the dictionary blue chip stock market, blue chip uh, in terms of being a blue chip uh, talent recruit as a basketball player or a football player. Blue chip is where they're going to rank you. These are the blue chippers. They had the movie with Shaquille O'Neal, blue chips, okay? So this mentality is definitely, I mean, this is a mindset. So when you get into the blue chip mindset, this is something that is basically saying you're going to be established, well-reputation, elite-level person. Okay. doesn't matter what your color is. All right. So uh, going forward again, earning a million dollars or making a million dollars. There's two different mindsets. You want to make a million dollars. Most people, their goal is to become a million dollar earners. And you want to earn one million dollars, meaning you want somebody to pay you one million dollars. Well, if you follow me very closely and I follow the cash flow quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki very closely, you're probably not going to get paid one million dollars. You're not going to earn a million dollars from someone else, all right? Or you're probably not going to be able to make, I mean, earn this $1 million from someone else and save a million dollars. It's probably not going to happen that way. Additionally, it's very rare for you to earn $1 million from someone else, save it, and then have that million dollars liquid, okay? make that That means you can go right to your bank account and it says $1 million, all right? This is probably very rare. It is rare for a rich peep, rich person to have $1 million liquid. This is why when people hold a millionaire's child for ransom, the ransom person assumes that this person has access, liquid access, to a certain amount of money, namely $250,000. I know you have $250,000 liquid. Sometimes they don't have $250,000 liquid it is a different thing. So some people want to earn $1 million. And I'm going to just tell you right now, you're probably not going to earn $1 million from someone else directly, meaning you're going to work for that. And then they're going to pay you $1 million. Very, very rare. Now, can you make $1 million? Absolutely. The way you can make $1 million is you're probably going to have to have a primary source of income, probably a secondary source of income and then passive income and then from investments. So you can make $1 million. And even then you're probably still not gonna be liquid $1 million. But if your goal is to make up $1 million, you need to come up with a $1 million dollar plan, find out what assets you want, what liabilities you tend to take, uh, want to take on, and then draw a line at the bottom of it and see if you can keep that $1 million dollars or have a million dollars worth of assets. In order to qualify for this mindset, this is what you're going to have to do. Number one, number one, you're going to have to get out of your $10,000 problem. I always tell everyone, most people can solve most of their issues, meaning their racial issues, their poverty issues, their family issues, their transportation issues, your child support issues, your women issues. You can solve most of your issues right now if you had $10,000 liquid cash. Most of you guys are going through some trauma in your life, and you have some stress in your life, and $10,000 is the solution. It ain't that much. 10K will change your life right now, and I promise you, I have been there. If I had $10,000 right now, it would turn my life around. And the same for you. I was in a situation where it would have completely changed the direction of my life. But think of how minimal that amount of money is. $10,000 is not a lot of money. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money. However, you have a $10,000 problem that is killing you right now. It's clogging your arteries. It's increasing your heart rate. It's causing you stress. It's putting gray in your beard. It's balding your head. $10,000 is all that you need to change the direction of your life. That's how little focus you need to require that that is required of you right now to change your life. You don't need a million dollars. You need $10,000. A million dollars is a whole different issue, but you just need $10,000. So the first thing you need to do is solve your $10,000 problem. Can you find it? Can you find it? Where can you get it? Well, the first thing I tell you is to adopt the free agent lifestyle. You need to stop dating. You need to stop broke dating. You need to stop chasing bubble butts, Instagram models, and straggle daggles. You need to stop taking old women out to date. You need to stop being in relationships. You need to get rid of your deadweight cohabitation. You need to move out of your mama's house. You need to go get some capacity. You need to increase your capacity. Okay. You need to do that right now. Today, if you're chasing ass and you have a $10,000 problems, your priorities are all jacked up. And so the free agent lifestyle is to get you to solve your $10,000 problem. And then once you get your $10,000 problem solved, then we go blue chip mindset. Then we go money mindset. This is why I have a progression of the series of things that I offer here as lessons. All right. And we're doing this all together, guys. We're become we're going to become wealthy, rich, whatever it is, or blue-chip mindset, or money mindset altogether. All right, and so here it is right here. I do the Money Mindset series right here on Patreon every week. So people are like, you do live streams five days a week? Nope, I do it six days a week because the members get the morning on Sundays, and then the Money Mindset group gets the evenings on Sundays. So I stream six days a week, double, double headers. Okay, and uh, if you guys want to know, you can join right now on Patreon. You can join right now on Patreon and there are about 20 money mindset series on Patreon right now that you can review. We talk about uh, the economics of children. Do you really have enough money? Smart money moves for 2022 tools to become a YouTube content creator starting your channel in 2022. We talk about crypto and the crypto crash. Potentially we talk about saving money versus spending money. There's multiple money mindset live streams now and then you get the original ones that are published um that are published live and then republished during the week okay so we are taking this mindset here so get out of your ten thousand dollar problem then we can talk about the one hundred thousand dollars a year now let me just make this clear there's people who make one hundred thousand dollars a year and they still have ten thousand dollar problems uh, Patreon, what is the website? Uh, Patreon is going to be patreon.com slash Coach Greg Adams. All right. It's going to be, it is patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams should take you there. Or when you go to patreon.com, search Coach Greg Adams and it'll take you there. All right. Uh, we talked about there's there's 20 different versions of this money mindset. All right. And it's the 50. You got to get to the $50 level. All right. To get those. All right, so there's people who make six figures and they still have a ten thousand dollar problem. We're gonna touch into that because we're gonna go into some of the broke mindsets that you get into that you think are gonna get you into wealth, but it's not. It's gonna make you're gonna make mistakes more than likely. All right, so let's get into this one. The next thing you need to do after you got get out of your ten thousand dollar problem, all right, is you need to save twenty five thousand dollars liquid cash. Don't. Go on another date until you see $25,000 in your bank account. Are you willing to do that? Nope. Oh, you're not willing to do that. Well, you're not going to become a millionaire. You're not going to become a millionaire. You think the money, you think your money problems are going to be solved through women. It's not. Uh, Women are bills. Women are not assets. They're liabilities. Sometimes they're lovable liabilities. Sometimes they're hateable liabilities. They don't earn you money. They take your money. This is how they are. It's it's not a character flaw. This is how they're built. Most of them don't have no money. You
0: Gotta get my bag and run. And if
1: you're dating women just to get money off them, you're gonna not get rich. I mean, i am just tell you that right now. You're you're not gonna get any rich. Okay? And not many women are gonna mentor you to make you any money. This is just how they're built. They're gonna see you as less than. They're gonna go for men that have, more than likely go for men that have more money. So, I don't want to hear you broke ass players talking about I'm going to just get a woman with money. Enjoy your Jordans, enjoy your pair of jeans, enjoy your your little Koji sweaters, all right? Enjoy that, but you're never going to be rich. Mm. Okay, so you need $25,000 liquid. Until you see 25k in your bank account, you need to stay focused. And even when you get the 25k, get focused. The next thing, emergency fund, disclaimers. There's a disclaimer right there because people are going to be, and ladies, there's ladies that are watching us right now. I hope you become a 10K earner. I hope you become, get rid of your $10,000 problems. Right now, there's a a, a woman watching me right now. Right now, there's a woman watching me right now that is in $10,000 problems that need to be solved in the next 30 days. In the next 30 days, they have a 10K problems that they need to solve in the next 30 days. Ladies, right now, you're watching me right now. I know you. I know you. I know how you work. I know a lot of women. I know know a lot of corporate professional women that have been 10K broke and they made six figures, (laughs) all right, 100% time. And so you're watching me trying to figure out how to do it. Guys, you're in Hail Mary mode. You're in desperation mode. So get, get with it, all right? Get, 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 get with it. All right, Uh, point that I was making on this one. Shout out to the ladies that are watching. I don't discriminate, but I don't date for. Somebody says no more peace leave. I didn't say that. I did not say no more peace leave. But sometimes you got to take some sacrifices. Do you want to get rich or do you want some? P- you want some cat or do you want to get wealthy? All right. This is a mindset for men. It's a struggle because men are going to obviously say, nah, I got to have that peace leave. But you could be rich. You could be rich in five years. You could be rich in five years if you take 60 days off peace leave, 90, 120 days, 180 days. Are you willing to go 180 days just with your lotion and some prom to get rich? Or, Or is the peace leave that bad? Are you hooked on a pleat sleeve that bad? I'm going to tell you, man, if you can't focus for 180 days of your life, turn your life around and stop banging these nasty women. You're not ready to be witch. Because right now I literally can get the peace sleeve that I want just like this. I got money. Because I took months and months and months away from low quality straggle daggles. I put them to the side. I said, okay, if this woman doesn't fit in this model, she don't qualify. She don't qualify anymore. I used to be a nasty boy. I used to be part of the nasty boys. I used to just say it's all the same when we're lying horizontal. It's all the same when the light goes off. It's all the same. It's just a moist feeling around my whistle. That was what I was chasing, and I was broke and I was broke. And I busted that nut and I had a 10K problem. My 10K problem didn't go away once I wet my whistle. Okay. Next point right here. But now I don't have that problem, gentlemen. I don't have that problem anymore. Not only that, I can make money work for me. I can work for money. I can earn money and I can get my whistle wet. I got money. Okay, so we got the kit. fix your 10K problem, get 25K liquid, then your emergency fund. So that's going to be different than your 25K liquid. You want your 25K liquid to always remain there. Now you're going to get into this concept called the emergency fund, which sometimes people get distracted by. But if you don't have any leverage, meaning you don't have any any money to pay when there's no money coming in, because you're probably going to take a job in order to make some money that doesn't bring in money immediately. Most people who are in a poverty mindset who are always broke, and why the rich get richer and the broke get broker is because you need money tomorrow, you don't have any living expenses until that paycheck hits, until that direct deposit hits. You're gonna be broke for a long time if you're waiting for your direct deposit to hit to eat, pay bills, do whatever you're gonna be broke. So, you have no emergency fund, that means you have no flexibility to negotiate, you have no flexibility, you have no leverage. To get the job you really want. You have no leverage to make investments. Okay. I took a job one time selling cars, and the car fleet manager said this was when I was like 28 in between college coaching jobs. Um, what's that like 28, about 28, 29? Okay, I left San Jose State and I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go. I didn't want to be there anymore. So I went back to Southern California. And uh the guy told me, he said, um, he said, um, I was starting a training business too, but it was not kicking off the way I wanted. So I went to a car lot. I said, hey, and I talked to the, the, the fleet manager and he was like, hey, um, can you take this job? He said, I'll make you to a rock star salesman, but you might not earn enough to support yourself for the next six months. He was like, can you do that? And I said, yes, but the answer was really, "Nope." I needed money like tomorrow. I need to sell 10 cars in the first month. Well, eventually I had to walk in after two months and I said, you know, I can't do this job. And he was like, why? And I was like, he was like, you're such a good salesman. You're doing all the training. You're going to be good." I sold like five cars in the first month. I needed to sell 10. And I was like, well, I can't afford it. I need rent, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I told you in the interview or I asked you in the interview, can you do this job? For six months, meaning do you have six months of expenses to pay? Because if you do, in six months, I'll make you a rock star. But I didn't have the six months to afford myself to be the rock star. Now, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't want to sell cars. I just needed to make some money. However, the idea is the same. In six months, 180 days, if you're able to leverage an opportunity and still pay your bills, you're going to make it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it in that six-month sacrifice. That 6 months emergency fund was the reason why you were able to become a rock star, a $10,000-nair, a millionaire. Most people can't do this. You don't have the six months. And this is why you're going to continue to be broke. Rich people or people who have the money can leverage that six months. They can go without a not another dollar hitting their bank account. Leverage that money, leverage their 25K, leverage their ability, and then bang. Okay? Bang. You see what I got? So, again, you're chasing peace leave, and you need to be saving. Okay? You need to be saving. Mm. The next thing we have, 10K problem, save 25K liquid, have six months expenses. That means your rent, light bills, cable bills, whatever you need to do, start trimming things down if you can't afford that. The next thing you need to do is get your credit rating over 700, preferably 750. Now you're probably not going to use this credit the way you think you're going to use this credit, but this is more leverage. If your credit rating right now is under 700. If your credit rating now is under 700, your priorities are up. If you're chasing ass right now, If you're trying to get a body count over 200 right now, and your credit rating is under 700, your priorities are up. If you're going out to the club, shaking your ass and partying, and your credit rating is over 700, you're taking L's in life. You are a future L. You are a walking liability. You are a, you're basically going to die And uh, people are going to fundraise money for your funeral. 700. Can you get the 700? Do you know your credit rating? Now, I'm not a person that says live off credit, but you're going to need it to leverage it at some point because at some point you're going to need it. You're going to need it if you're uh, somebody that's going to leverage debt. That's another millionaire game. That's another option for you. That's another lane. Leveraging debt. Okay. So preferably 750, bruh. If you can get the 800, you and you in cruise control, you're in cruise control. All right. What do you have to do to get that credit up? All right. Um, We did a great money mindset series with Vlad P one of our followers. All right. One of our coach gang members, not a follower. He's a, we don't have followers. We have members. Okay. We don't do followers here. All right. We don't do subscribers. We have members. Everybody's a member of the coach gang. All right. And then you become a premium member, a up member. Uh, Vlad P is it, uh, in the investment, um, uh, we'd call it industry. He did an entire stream. He lent his time to the coach game in the money mindset series, did an entire stream on how to do these things, man. It was beautiful. Somebody says it's easy, fellas. You can get it over 700. All right. My credit score was under 700 for quite a long time, but guess what? I was banging a lot of nasty women at the time too. <laughs> And I went through a divorce. All right. So that will jack your credit up. All right. Child support will jack your credit up. All right. If you're on child support, your credit is going to be jacked up. All right. And then I had to get away from those things. I had to release myself of those things. I had to get off of that child support system. All right. I had to get off of these things. You got to get it. I'm trying to get to, uh, I'm trying to get to, uh, uh, 800 right now. I'm mid seven hundreds, like 740, I'm trying to get to eight. Before I even take any woman seriously, and even then I'm going to be like, well, now I got what happens is when you get to these levels, then you can't even take women seriously. anymore. <laughs> you can't even take them seriously because what happens is, you know what you have to lose. And then when they walk into your life, you start measuring their ass up. Do you have any money? They don't have emergency fund. They got a 10K problem that they got to solve in 30 days. They don't have no liquid cash. And their credit score is 550, 600, 610, 620. You're like, what would I why would I put myself in? And they got student loan debt in the six figures. You're like, you're like, hell no. And you're sitting over there, um, uh, you're sitting over there, 750 credit score. You're sitting over there um with emergency fund. You're sitting over there with house. You're sitting over there with cars, you're sitting over there. <laughs> you're like, hell no. She's a risk, she's a liability. She's a liability, and she il- immediately eliminates herself. I'm telling you, man. And there's ways to do this. So literally go through uh, that money mindset series. Vlad P. went over it. uh, uh, Really great for you to understand. Last thing, and we'll do some super chats here. Investments. Investments. Do you have an investment portfolio? Now, this could become a conversation because I have a philosophy about uh, investments, right? Everybody's different and that's what makes us beautiful. But is your investment accounts over 10K, 20K, meaning as a composite altogether, everything you invested in, do you have 10K of investments? Do you have a money market account? I'll give leave you links to all my money, not well, to, not to my money market accounts, but to the ones that I use. Do you have a diversified portfolio? Do you have any investments? you have zero investments? Oh. Some people have cryptocurrency as an investment, which is an investment. Right now, it is hot. Uh, Not as today, right? Not today or not as of yesterday. Yesterday, it was cold or it was in the red, but that's just how investments work. Some people have money market accounts. Basically, they're in the stock market or they have someone managing their money. Or they have collectibles. These are all different ways you can have investments collectibles, action figures, uh, beanie babies, baseball cards. You might have a Mickey Mantle card worth $30,000, rookie card, whatever. Uh, Some people have assets, assets. Some people have precious metals, gold, silver. Uh, Some people have real estate, which we're going to talk about real estate. I have a philosophy on real estate that not a lot of people agree with, but I don't care. These are all things that can make you money. And could increase your portfolio. If you have real estate, you're well over 20K. Okay, you're way over 20K. But if you don't have investments and your investment portfolio isn't comfortable, meaning, you know, I could quit my job, cash out some investments, become liquid within three days to save some money, or I don't have an emergency. Where are you at, guys? You're chasing the wrong thing, bro. I mean, you're chasing the wrong thing, man. Let's let's get away from the uh let's get away from the women in the tail. Let's get these things up, ladies. If you're in this situation, we have some the the foot gang, the feet picture gang in the building. If you don't have any of these things, you're gonna be cra- uh, it's gonna be cris- uh, crazy for you. Uh, NFTs is another avenue for you. Um, Fat boy lifestyle sums this point up. You definitely walk different when you're not stressing about money and your bank account is up. You walk different. You start to walk a little bit taller. Even if you're a short guy, you start to walk a little bit more comfortably. You start turning down invitations to this. You're like, oh, nope. Uh. You walk way different. And it, guys, I'm going to just let you know it don't take that much. These numbers that I'm talking about are relatively low in the grand scheme of things. Think about it emergency funds, six months of expenses. Uh, depending on where you live, that can be as low as um, $30,000 maybe $20,000 if you're single male. 6 months of expenses, maybe $15,000. Then 25k liquid. Okay? Now we're at 30-35k. $10,000 problem solved. 45k. We're talking and then 20k in investments. We're talking about the difference 75k. You might think that's a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things of this world, $75,000 is not a lot of money. It is to you right now because you don't have it. But once you have it, it's not that big of a problem. And that 75k is the difference between you and the rest of the 90 percent of knuckle draggers, ham and eggers, and broke, desperate pre- people in this country. Okay, it's the difference. <laughs> okay, it's the difference. Now you're not flexing. You're definitely not flexing right now. You're not. Flex- Somebody said 75 75K- can't. Can't buy a house? Not necessarily, no. But we're going to talk about houses in a minute. Houses is another trap. It's a trap that um, the banks, I'm going to have to be careful here because I'm not a fan of the banks. But it's a trap that is sold by the banks to stupid people. All right, we're going to get to that in a minute. Most of the time, stupid people do housing all wrong. And that's because they're sold a dream by the banks. But I'm not saying don't own houses, but what I'm saying is stupid people often get into home purchases thinking that they're doing good and they end up, it's kind of like a marriage. They end up getting married and it ends in divorce. So that's what it is. I, and, and people like to argue with me on this one. And I've done live streams on this one. And I always have my point You either on one side or the other of this argument, stupid people buy hounds most of the time. House poor. We're going to get into that. So let me do these super chats. We can catch up. Thank you guys for the support of this stream. I often am interested. These, these streams don't get a lot of views, but the support goes up way higher in terms of the donations. This is weird. All right. So anyway. All right. Uh, A man supporting men. MPI says funk these 304s. Let's talk about money. That's what we do today, brother. Shout out to you. MPI has been here for a long time. Uh. And uh, he says, and I'm jumping ahead, but he says, Coach, have you seen the big short movie? Absolutely. I was a part of that industry uh, when that industry was, you know, at its peak and starting to collapse and the bubble was starting to burst. I love the big short movie. And if I had money and knew I could invest in the shorting of that industry, I would have. But uh, beautiful movie, the big short. And you guys start watching. Movies and documentaries about these things, so you can learn. Uh, we're going to go through another housing bubble. The bubble's going to burst. We're in the top peak of the bubble. I'm just assuming, based on my feeling. It's not. I'm not an economist. I'm not someone who knows this for sure. I have a feeling that we're at the top of the bubble again. People are making the same mistakes with housing purchases again. There's still adjustable rate mortgages, even though the the interest rates are going to increase. At some point, they're not getting lower, but people are doing adjustable rate mortgages again. We're doing the same traps again, and I see the same fools that are going to get affected again. It's it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again, and and people are going to say, "Well, buying a house is great, and my house is up forty forty thousand dollars." Well, just wait. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you something about that in a minute. But uh, I did see the movie The Big Short. I did. See, I love that movie. Um, where are we at? I mean, the says this series is the best of CGA. Keep elevating men. I, I want you guys to win. I want you to watch me win and I, I want you to watch yourself win. All right. This is why I'm doing this. And I'm not hundred percent, you know what I mean? This is just my philosophy on it, right? You can agree or disagree. It, it's fine with me. I'm not here to argue. This is how I do things. And the best way to start is just eliminate dating. All right. <laughs> eliminate dating first. Eliminate chasing ass first, then we can start. Isaiah Isaac Tay says, live a minimalist lifestyle, especially if you're in your 20s like me. Pay off your debt, maximize your exposure to the markets. Compound interest is your best friend. Yes, sir. Compound interest in your 20s. I mean, I learned about it, but I wish I really would have applied it. Uh, When you get in your 40s, compound interest is not so much a great friend. You miss the best years of compound interest. Which in your twenties, a small minimal investment, a small minimal investment will go a long ways. And by the time you're forty-five, that compound interest has started kicking in, and you are killing it with very minimal. But again, when you're in your twenties, you're like, I can't afford fifty bucks, I can't afford seventy-five bucks. But you chasing these holes, okay? But you're getting credit cards, and you buying stupid stuff off off your credit cards right? I know a lot of dudes in their 20s going bankrupt. If I would have invested $75 when I was in my 20s per month with compound interest, good Lord. I mean, gosh. But now you have to make all that up. And, and now I have to make it up. You have to really make it up if you had children out of wedlock, if you have uh had a housing foreclosure, if you ruined your credit, if you got divorced. Now you're really having the panic and you don't get the benefits of compound interest At that point, so compound interest isn't really not my friend anymore. Um, yeah, buying Jordans, yeah. Uh, so if you can afford Jordan, Jordan's good, but most people buy Jordans and they don't have anything, right? And they don't even have stock in Nike, which is less than buying a pair of Jordans, right? You could have bought a share in Nike's, but you bought Jordans instead. See, that's a backwards mindset. I want to own a couple of shares of Nike before I buy. Jordans. That's kind of what I, how I do it. Um Simon Small, he says hit the like button for these streams as they are valuable. Indeed, man. Indeed, shout out to you. Uh credible bachelor became a new member in the coach game. I appreciate you, man. Sono Jono about to enjoy a new break a nice breakfast for myself that no other woman will ever appreciate. Love these mindset videos and forever thankful to the coach and the gang. Yes sir. Men learn how to cook men learn how to cook. Cooking's not that hard. A lot of times women complain about things uh, because they don't want to do them for you because they don't see the value in it, meaning they think you're broke. Um, and then they they complain about it. Oh, I don't want to cook for you, which is very relatively easy. All right. Learn how to cook five meals. You'll save a lot of money and you'll you'll like, what do I need you for? Uh, why was I asking you to do all this cooking? And then the second thing is uh, they complain about washing clothes when all you do is dump it into the the washer and press the button. Put your little dishwashing detergent in, press the button, walk away. 35 minutes, it's done. Switch it to the dryer. Press the button. It's done. The folding is the worst part of it. Uh OMG Entertainer, shout out to you. Shout out to the uh coach Greg Adams. My advice is to build intergenerational wealth young and never be afraid to make more money. Poor minded are greedy for handouts while wealthy minded are selfless who can contribute to society. Put yourself first. Damn, I, I can tell you, man, there's one percenters in here watching this video. OK, and they're listen, a lot of people will talk themselves out of wealth. Well, I don't need that. Well, generational wealth's a myth. And I'm not going to give money to my kids. I'm not going to hand them down. They don't deserve anything. And then they put themselves. They put a, a lid on the, their, their earnings and money is the root to all evil. And only haters are going to be after you. Blah, 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 blah. They talk themselves out of it. Meanwhile, they also waiting for reparations or something stupid like that. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, they're in a the $10,000 problem. Meanwhile, they're facing eviction. So, you know what I mean? Those same people that say they don't need the money, oftentimes they have a financial problem. Money doesn't make you happy. Well, neither does poverty. What is the pro- What is the conversation here? Does poverty make you happy? Oh, you can be nice and happy. All you need is love and family. Mm. Have you heard of inflation? <laughs> Don't you know inflation rises faster than income or salaries? You're going to be asked out in a minute. You keep sitting here. Well, I'll just keep this job for 20 years. I'll be happy as long as I have my family. That's poor mindset. You're going to get your ass kicked. All they have to do is raise the gas price 20 cents the price of bread and eggs by 50 cent, you're already broke. That's, you're already broke. Don't let your, don't, don't let your house value cl- uh, plummet. You're broke already. Now you can't get to work. <laughs> but you happy, huh? Um, it, it's a poor mindset. Avoid people who say things like that. All I need is love and all I need is family. No, you're going to need some money. You're going to need some money. All right, sparked up and aware. He says, CGA keeps spreading the knowledge. Went through a rough patch recently, but it would have been worse if I still were blue-pilled. Only going to make me a better man. Keep progressing, CGA, and give a treat to Nova for me. Shout out to you, and uh you'll get out of your rough patch, man. Just, just stay focused. Everything takes discipline. Stay on that discipline, man. Speaking my mind, money for the Sunday school fund. And appreciate you, man. He always sending money for the church. <laughs> Credible Bachelor, likes a free gent. support the message, brothers. Thank you, man. Let me do two more. Hit the like button, Twin Turbo. Shout out to the coach. Good show, man. Thank you, sir. And uh, there might be somebody out here. What does this broke ass do? He ain't no millionaire. Why am I listening to him? Uh, Let me just give you some advice here. Millionaires ain't going to spend any time giving you any advice. When I hit a million dollars, I'm going to sell you this advice. (laughs) Because that's what millionaires do. They don't give any, if they're good enough at it, they get paid for it. And some people are paying me for this right now, okay? Because millionaires give you zero secrets. Millionaires ain't got time to give your ass some secrets. So you better learn from a $100,000 nair right now, okay? You better learn from a $100,000 nair. You're getting it for free right now. And most things you get for free is probably worthless. So if you haven't contributed and you're just sitting here, uh, you're not going to apply yourself to this message because you think you get uh, deserve it for free. I'm going to tell you something. Millionaires don't care about you. Millionaires will never care about you. Millionaires will never feel sorry for you. Neither will $100,000 heirs because most of the time they had to earn their keep. Most of the time they had to sacrifice to get to their position. They ain't giving you nothing for free, okay? So you better learn from me. Because if you wait for a millionaire to rain this information on your head, you're going to be waiting a long time, sir. They're going to sell you a ticket to a seminar. You're going to have to buy a book, tapes, videos, DVDs. Private coaching. Millionaires ain't sitting up on YouTube for an hour and a half to two hours giving you this information. Trust me, they're not. They're going to sell it to you. So get in your box, get in get in your pockets. (laughs) Get in your pockets. All right. If a broke man knows enough of this information, take it, because that's the only time you're going to get it for free. All right. Last one. Speaking my mind says twenty seven point uh, twenty seven point forty cents 40 a day or twenty dollars. What am I talking about? Twenty dollars and forty cents a day is around um, ten thousand dollars. Wait, twenty seven thousand dollars a day for a year is about ten thousand dollars. There's your problem right there. Problem solved. Problem solved. Somebody says millionaires only care about home uh poor once the homeless get near their neighborhood. Oh, that's called NIMBY, not in my backyard. Okay. I real I I went through an episode of NIMBY in Newport Beach because next to us, we're we're next to Laguna Beach and Huntington Beach and Costa Mesa and Santa Ana. Like so around Newport Beach, there's a lot you could get, you could take a 15-minute drive and you're in poverty. All right. But it seems like it's a world away, (laughs) like you know what I mean. Like if, like in, like Newport Beach is here. Santa Ana is like right there. Santa Ana is pretty poor. I mean, extremely poor. You can go drive 15 minutes and be in poverty real quick, really quickly. Now, what happens is there was a point where the homeless was seeping in from New uh, Costa Mesa, Santa Ana, and Huntington. They were coming in and they were sleeping in front of the big mall called Fashion Island. They were pitching tents. In front of the Fashion Island, you know what? The, you know what the uh, Newport people, Peach people did? Newport Pe- Beach people revolted. It came into their backyard, and then they said, "Hell no, not in my backyard." They immediately went to city council meetings, protested, shouted down the city councilmen. They were like, "Not here, homeless people ain't coming here." Now they don't care that there's homeless people in Costa Mesa. They could care less, but they came to Newport and they were like, "Hell no!" <laughs> they were like, "This ain't happening here." That's the philosophy that rich people have. Not in my backyard. They only care when you're here. They don't care about you, Negroes down there, uh, burning up stuff. If you came here and burnt up stuff, I guarantee you there'll be a lot of shot up people. <laughs> There'll be a lot of shout out people, but they don't care what y'all do down there. Burn up your stuff, not in my backyard. same thing. there's rich neighborhoods like that all over the country. They don't care about you until you're here. You start coming here, then we care. anyway, let's get into the back into the show but a lot of I remember when I was like ext- like a broke broke mindset. broke is not a money dollar amount. There's a lot of people that make good money and they're still broke. So broke is a mindset. When I was broke, mindset it, I thought rich people was wanting to help me. Why won't rich people give me $10,000 to solve my problems? It's only $10,000 to them. It's only 0.01% of their income. Why won't they just do that? It's easy. Guess what? They ain't never going to do it. Why would they? Because one thing they know is if they gave me $10,000, I'll be broke the next month. Same thing as you, if I gave you $10,000 and I gave you $10,000, you'll probably be broke the next month because you have a broke mindset and they know that it would be a waste of money. Same thing as if I gave a woman who had a $10,000 problem right now, oh, I'm about to get evicted and I helped her ass out. Guess what? In two or three months, her ass will be having boxes of Amazon, uh, uh, delivered to my door. And I'll be like, "Well, hold up, what is this?" Oh, well, you know, I had to reward myself. I worked out twice last month. I just gave you ten thousand dollars. I know I'll pay you back. She's never gonna pay you back. She still, she will be broke in another sixty days. Back into the same problem. So this is this is called a broke mindset. So let's get back into the show. I was just ad libbing there. Oh, that was part of the subject: broke mindset. How do I know the poor are going to get poor? First of all, let's talk about women in your life. I was just talking about that as they say in that line, the women in my life bring confusion and so like Nina and New Jack, I'll cancel that. That's what you have to do, man. uh they're they're built around many times. they're built around bringing confusion in your life. This is why they gaslight and they play mental manipulation games. uh this is part of them their social element. They're social they're socializers. That's where they thrive. And over time, they've been passed down a series of socializing tactics in order to survive those socializing elements. For instance, have you ever been around two women that you can see clearly that they don't like each other? Like you're in a room, you're in a room, there's two women. And you can feel something's up here. They're go- they're throwing each other looks, the body language, the smirky talk, the... The eye rolling. And you're like, what the hell? They're having a full scale social war right there. Equivalent to two dudes boxing with no referee. Two dudes with knives tied with their wrists tied together, stabbing each other. They're having a social war with dropping nuke bombs on each other. They don't even have to throw a punch. And women rarely throw punches. They rarely have to catfight and pull wigs off. They can have a full scale social war. Right there, without saying very much. This is called the manipulation tactic. And they will carry that shit on for days, weeks, months, and years. They'll remember that war for a long time. This woman said that. You see the way she looked, and why did she did that? And She rolled her eyes, and she went. This is what they do. And this creates confusion. So when you bring that into your life, and she does these things against you, which you're ill-prepared for, it will create confusion in your life. Now, most of you guys can ill afford to drop her because sometimes you've moved in with her. You become a power couple. You've married her. You can't drop her, but she's doing these things to you because this is what they do. This is going to bring confusion. It's going to gaslight you. It's going to distract you. And if you can't afford to have this in your life, you need to stop dating because this is what they're going to do. They're never going to stop. They're never going to stop it. Now, once you get leverage over something like that, or you can walk away, or you can say, Look, come back when you have a different mindset, when you're not ready to play games. All right, then you can play this game. But if you can't do it and you're constantly searching YouTube for secrets on how to overcome these things or uh, when she's using things like, oh, trust me, you can believe me when she's doing that. What do I do? Kick her to the curb. Cancel her. All right. And go get some money. Go get some leverage. Yeah. Backhanded compliments. Oh, you got a nice dress on. Did you see that, bro? Oh, she's fat. Like, see, these are things that they do, and they've been doing it since elementary school. Full scale wars. You guys are sitting there. Remember, remember it. I'm, I'm going to stop. Remember in elementary classes, elementary class, uh, they'll. you know what I mean? The girls are doing their assignment. The boys are doing their assignment. We're all worried about something stupid. And some two or three girls come in crying. <laughs> like, why are they crying? Because all semester, they've been having a full scale social war going on on the playground while you're playing basketball they're having a social war and it's been going on all semester you missed it now it's now turned into uh tears you ain't seen no punches thrown you ain't seen no words exchange you ain't seen no yelling no screaming no nothing they didn't had a social war the entire time now it is now collapsed and now the teachers in last month katie said this and last month kim said that (laughs) That's how they work, all right? And they try to work that against you, but you gotta be strong enough and have leverage against it. So these are gonna lend you to a broke mindset. Okay? The next thing, friends, friends. What about your friends? If your friends sitting around talking about ass, bubble booties, all right, all day long, where the hoes at, you got the wrong friends, I would eliminate them from your life, meaning I wouldn't get rid of them, meaning, but I would distance myself from them. I can't keep it with y'all all day. We can only stand around talking about ass all day. Do we talk about money? Do we talk about getting money? Do we talk about putting our minds together, creating a business opportunity, or are we just going to talk about peace leave all day? All right. It's nice. Peace leave's nice, but I don't have to talk about it. Matter of fact, rich people do talk about peace leave. They talk about the peace leave they buy. I got money. <laughs> all right. They sit around smoking cigars in the cigar lounge, betting $10,000 hands on blackjack. And they got, hookers and strippers come into the room to rob them later. Yeah, they'll talk about that then, but that's not a competitive game for them. They pay for that. They pay for that. Or they grab them by the piece leave. You know what I mean? But they still paying for it. And women will line up to get paid for that. Um, This is what they do all day. Um, If your friends are sitting around trying to hit a lick, trying to figure out how to sell some uh, rocks, a couple of rocks, uh, they're trying to figure out how to do these things and they want a $10,000 opportunity to rain on their head, you got the wrong friends. You guys are going to make a mistake. You're going to end up robbing 7-Eleven. <laughs> you know what I mean? You end up going to uh, take, you know, get some crack from a drug dealer, and you can't sell the crack. You ain't got no clientele. You're going to run into a problem. Okay? And you don't want to run into a problem like that. I had some kids and friends in college who got involved with some uh, bank fraud. They were doing bank fraud. And I remember this kid was scrawny. He was a scrawny dude one year. Then the sophomore year, he came and he was all dripped out. And he was all flexing. And we were like, how this dude, what happened? Well, one day I saw him in the bank. One day I saw him in the bank. So I'm in the bank. I see him. And normally we would be, hey, what's up, man? I saw him in the bank and he was with someone else. And then he saw me and he did like this. He shook his head. Meaning, don't come talk to me. And I was like, that was weird. And they was in there doing something. He was like a Middle Eastern guy, or I can't remember what he was, or I can't remember. He looked, he probably, he might have been Latino, but he looked Middle Eastern. I walked into the bank and he did like this. I was like, oh shit! I was like, he's up to no good. I'm like, he doing something. They doing something going on. I was like, oh snap! So. Whatever they were doing at the teller, he didn't want me to come over there. He was doing something. I was like, shit. I was like, I ain't in it. I had another guy, another friend. He He was in the military, and he was back in college off his GI Bill. And he found this ID. He found this ID, and he came to me. He was like, look, man, pull me to the side. He wasn't close friends to me, but he was close to friends in my circle. He pulled me to, I'm in college. He was like, look, man, I got this ID. You look like the guy. This is what we're going to do. This is the hit guy. We're going to set up some bank accounts in this dude's name. This is the ID, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to get me to do the scam. Mm. Now, let me tell you something. If I would have done it, guess where I would be in life? I would be set back. So I realized real quick, I got to get it from around these Negroes. Because once this hit the fan, guess what would have happened? I would have been the one that got caught. I would have been the one in jail. They would have been, I would have been like, oh no, he had the ID. But I would have been short money. I'm telling you, dude, I've been in situations where I've been like, God dang. I would have been the fall guy. I would have been the Lee Harvey Oswald. They would have just left me out there swinging. So don't get with friends that you have to get those quick licks. Money is made patiently. And if you're going to risk freedom to get this money, your $10,000 problem, it ain't going to work. All right, uh, last thing, family. Let's talk about family. We'll do a couple more super chats. Family. Someone in your family has to take the risk in order to what? Yeah, the no snitching would have hit me. Um, somebody in your family has to take the risk. So if you want this mindset, you want to get into the blue chip category. Somebody in your family, normally one person, you're the Louis Vuitton. You're the Dom Perignon of your family the dom perion which is the actual person right the person who started the champagne vineyard right okay you're the jp morgan chase you're the dane dash if it's going to take one person in your family guys families don't rise together so you can't take all your cousins your aunts your grandma your mama You can't pull all your cousins, you can't pull all these people together, and your family's going to rise together. Very rarely does that happen. Sure, there's a Sanford and Son, all right? There's always a father and a son company that could rise together, but everybody doesn't rise together, all right? Some people do take stuff off of those people's plates to rise together, but you're not going to get a family business together. Rarely are you going to do that. It's going to take one of you. It's going to take one of you to rise, to take the risk. If no one takes the risk, forget about it. No risk, no reward. No risk, no reward. It's got to be you. Are you willing to break the cycle? Yes. Well, the first thing you got to do is get rid of reckless family members. Get away from them. Move away from them. Leave them alone. Because what they're going to do is talk you out of doing the things that you need to do to risk. Ah, You ain't going to do that. You ain't going to make it. Ah, blah, blah. You can give them the secret sauce. To do what you're going to do to make money. And they ass won't do it. And they will watch you do it. In silence. They will watch your ass. Watch him. He's doing it. All right. I'm going to ignore him and not do it. Okay, I can't ignore him. I'm going to keep watching him. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, he's winning. He won. Oh, now he think he better than us. Oh, he ain't going to come back to help us. Well, I'm going to try to do what he's going to do. I was I'm gonna try to do what he did to win and they'll literally try it without you giving them the secret oh he did it I'll copy him and do it mm. and it ain't gonna work they're gonna do it without your help I don't need him anyway I saw how he did it I'm gonna try to do it guess what it don't work because they don't have your discipline they don't have your uh aversion to risk they don't have your ability they don't have they think they do but they don't and they think it's an easy recipe. I'll just follow what he did instead of getting together with you and letting you rise and you're going, all right, how can we help you? But they want to do it later on after they fail at trying to do what you did. And then they'll come aboard. All right, man, all right, let me see if I can help you out. Pay me a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then because I know you got it. Or they'll say, Well, I see you got a big house. I need an extra room. I'll help you with your business. Mm, nope. It's too late. You're on the backside of this. You're not part of the descendants in terms of who's going to benefit from this. You want to, if if you have a family member that's about to rise, find out how you can help them out. But don't wait until that mofo rise. Don't wait until he already done. Don't wait until the cake is baked. And that's what they do. Those family members wait until the cake is baked. Oh, I can see now you riding good. I'll help now. Nope. Some of you guys have family members. You want to be the Jed it and Jed Clamping your way to millions. I'll ah, forget it. I'll just wait until I strike oil. I'll just wait until I have a great idea. I'll just wait until that's not how wealth is built. Wealth is built over time. You don't just have a great idea and strike oil. You can. But that's not how most people do it. They do it through discipline, focus, sacrifice, risk, etc. And they do that year after year, day after day, month after month. And then by the time they 40, 50, 60, they're millionaires. That's how it works. Okay. But y'all want to jet clamp your way through it. You want to strike oil in the middle of some uh, cesspool communita. You know what I mean? We're going to strike oil right here. No, 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 no. Uh, Your your entire hood's being bought up and gentrified right up under your nose. Because you wrecked the community. There's no oil there. If there was oil there, they would have ran y'all asses out a long time ago. Believe me, they've checked. They've checked. They know there's no oil there. And if there is some oil there, they will buy up your whole spot and evict y'all asses within 45 days. All right, so there's no oil there. You need to go where the oil is. And not only that, you need to leave your community because if there's no success there, you're not going to be successful. Only if you rap or run a football past the goal line or can dunk a basketball. Other than that, there's no success there. Your goal is to get out of there. And then when you get out of there, don't go back and help. (laughs) Don't go back and help them. I'm going to tell you, it's a fruitless activity. You're going to waste your money. You can gentrify it. You can gentrify it. You can buy up all the property there that they've wrecked. Go ahead. But I wouldn't give anybody a damn dime because they're going to spoil it. Or they'll probably switch cheese and shoot your ass up for it. The young Thundercats will do it because they don't care about you. You're a 40-year-old guy with money. You're a target to easy access, $20,000 of cash. All right? You're not somebody that they're going to get under and learn and mentor from. Just leave. Mm. Let's get to these Super Chats. And then we'll go talk about uh, the next topic going to be um, the things you need to transfer wealth. Okay. Yeah, they'll nipsey hustle your ass. All right. Over little little. Guys, you'll get robbed. You'll get robbed for as little as $5,000. <laughs> and you're a millionaire messing around going to the liquor store. The Thundercats will do that and shoot you for less than that. And you're going, I could have changed everyone's life here. But that's what happens. That's why you got, that's why you gotta leave. Sure, you can come back from afar. All right, come back from afar. Let your business reps go into the community, identify the properties that you want to buy up, have them come back with a report. All right, Phil D says, if you have 13K, should you pay off 10K of your car? Oh, that's the Dave Ramsey. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, probably I wouldn't do that. Uh, you could clear that debt. I don't know, man. I mean, it it just depends. Can you get another where's another where's the next money coming in? Are you gonna get another 13K in tomorrow or next month? Then I will possibly pay it off. I'm a guy, I don't like debt. I don't like personal debt. So if I can pay off personal debt, I will. Cause it just frees you. Guys, there's two freedoms: money and lack of debt. You know what I mean? Once you don't have debt, shit, that will free your ass up. You will walk different. But I, not with 13k. I'm gonna have to pay. I'm gonna have to have like 50k to pay off that 10k. Feast or famine says money mindset gang in here. Hashtag Patreon. Seth Napoleon says, "What's good, Coach? I'm 19, learning HVAC in West Palm Beach, Florida, and will be in the field in three months. Currently have 4k in stock crypto, focusing uh, on reaching financial freedom. Keep doing what you're doing. Hashtag Ninja Watching. Congrat, dude. 19." And he's sending $20 Super Chats. I think he's ahead of the game. And he has a plan. He's in this HVAC program, which you're going to need in Florida. (laughs) I mean, that's a smart program to be in. You're going to need air conditioning in Florida. So he's probably always going to be in demand. And he's in West Palm Beach. Pretty good community. Shout out to West Palm. All right. The agency, New York City, says thank you. All right. uh, Thank you, brother, for sure. Uh, Skyler. Cameron peace leaves should really be peace leaves as soon as you're done playing with it all the peace leaves your life uh that is definitely true most of the time when you're done with the woman she ain't done with you once she gave you that peace sleeve it's attached with all kind of hidden terms and conditions all right and so then you lose peace but that's how they're built that's not a negative about them uh action Mac Auto repair says quick, quickest way to wealth for all able bodied men become an apprentice, master a craft, make connections on the job, start a business while still working said job. And you'll have money. The multiple revenue stream. Also, you know, we're going to talk about degrees. We talked about it. That's not a direct It's degrees are like houses. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. If you get a degree, you'll be technically, yeah, you'll be better off. Not by leaps and bounds. I mean, over time, yeah, but same thing with a house. Oh, if you buy a house, you'll have an asset. Not all the time. Uh, same thing with this. Find a find be an apprentice. Be willing to be a uh, have a mentor. Like get with a property flipper. I'll be your apprentice. That'll go a long way. Master a craft and then have um ability to. Earn income otherwise. Let me see here. Brown through my nose. Get your bag, and the junior college will run to you. People don't get this. We can have this conversation all day long. Uh,
0: you gotta get in my bag and run.
1: <laughs> women are very. The, what you guys want from women is very inexpensive when you have money, <laughs> and you get a lot of access to it. That's all you're opening up yourselves up to. What you really want from women. Now, if you want her to be your ride or die and fold your clothes and wash your clothes, that's going to be more expensive. But most of you guys just want to wet your whistle. That becomes very cheap prospect when you got money in your bank account.
0: You got to get my bag and run.
1: <laughs> Seventy five bucks, two hundred and fifty bucks here. Three hundred. Very inexpensive. rusted Junk Coach, you are putting a hurting on Dave Ramsey and his delusional women. Keep preaching. May the Lord bless you. Uh, keep blessing you with wisdom thank you brother Uh, Dave Ramsey yes I was watching a Dave Ramsey video today woman calls up I'm in 350k of debt and I want to get married nope don't do it Skyler Cameron hell I'm a traveling ER nurse make 150k last year at 31 worked only 8 months taking year off to finish doctorate at the junior college and work out oh yeah man Shout out to you. I'm loving hearing these young men making money and having a plan. A man supporting men asked me about the big short movie. Yes, indeed. Masked man. Quick question, coach. What's the best type of books to write a a novel or nonfiction? Also, I see you out here living your best life with Nene Leakes. (laughs) I did post that on my Instagram. The dude kind of looked like me for sure. Um, it depends. I think if you're good enough and talented enough to write novels, you got to be very good. You got to be a good writer. All right. You got to be a good writer and be able to understand setting and and story. You got to you got to be a writer. Right. And it has to make sense uh, to write a nonfiction book. You don't have to be a good writer at all. You just have to know something. Right. And right now the, you can write books. I think books are a great way to create passive income. It's a great way to. um. It's a great way to um, to give yourself credibility. You know how many people sit around? I want to write a book someday. I, I meet people all the time. I want to write a book someday. And m- m- many of times they are women, all right? And then I tell them, I've written three books. <laughs> you should see the look on their freaking face. You should see the look on their face. Oh, I've written three books. What? Dude, writing a book is a ticket entree into credibility and, and into a conversation. I could be a public speaker all day long. I've written three books, and it creates passive income or residual income. So I would say if you want to write a book, write it nonfiction, all right? And then just know something. Uh, a rich guy told me to do that, bruh. He told me to do that when I didn't even think it was possible. In 2016, I I trained this money, um, this guy that managed wealthy money funds, money manager. He was like, write a book and publish it on Amazon. He was like, I did that. I was like, what are you talking about? I looked it up. I was like, that shit is impossible. And then I did it. (laughs) And I can teach you how to write a book. All right, I'll teach you the secrets how to write a book. Because you don't have to be a writer to write a book. Uh, last one, Do's token says, uh, houses are definitely a loss. If you're, if you're done, I've done $1,000 in repairs and maintenance on my, on this house myself. I just fixed my heat yesterday, $200, uh, part or 200,000, uh, I'm sorry, $200 part. We're going to get into that housing thing in a second. Your boy, Scoot. Thank you. Uh, thanks for keeping this stream and turning it into something tangible for everybody to watch. Keep up the inspiration one time for the best chat on YouTube. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Let me do one more because it has something to do with housing. Chaos says, just paid 20K off my mortgage, so I will be mortgage free in 2024 at 40. He says, then I will use the rent money from the tenants to start my company here in Switzerland. Shout out to you. So that's the way to leverage the mortgage, which then that is a smart way to buy a house. Okay, so we're going to talk about that in a minute, because the next one is uh, how rich people get richer, how they transfer wealth, because most people are rich because somebody transferred money to them. Okay, so this is the whole idea of the spoiled kid and you came for money and your parents had money and you're, you know, you're a spoiled little rich kid. You're a super rich kid, as your boy Frank Ocean would say. And so this is how the rich get richer. All right. We've talked about this. Uh, Let's talk about real estate. I'll jump ahead real estate. Real estate is just not a home. People think that buying a home is going to always be equal success for you. And it's not. You have people who get foreclosed on all the time. All right. Let me show you this right here. All the time. And guys, I have a real estate license and I also worked in mortgage right at 2005. Okay. I did mortgage loans for a short uh, period of time. So I have real estate license. I've sold people property. I've leased people property. Sorry, I leased people property. I leased someone a property. They had one hundred. They had one million dollars in their bank account, and they still got evicted on six thousand dollars rent in Orange County. They got evicted, and they had a million dollars in their in their bank account. I swear to God, I've seen people do stupid ish. I leased them a property. Six thousand dollars rent they had a million I showed them they were my client let me let me just pull this down again. They were my client They moved from Texas to California. they sold the company, got a million dollar cash put a million dollars in their bank account i I had the I had the promissory note to get the million dollars from the company and I had their bank account statements i I got them to get a property leased, which we went through hell to get it leased. And they still got evicted in less than six, uh, in less than a year, still got evicted. Somebody says, all right, I can't talk about it past that. I can't talk about it past that. I mean, I'm literally going. So let me tell you something. People do dumb things when it comes to housing. Dumb. And one of the things that housing tells you is you're wasting money if you rent. That's false. False. It's false. And let me just give you the rundown here. Let me give you the rundown on what I think about uh, buying homes. This is what I'm doing. If you're going to be in that home and you know you're going to be in it more than five years, ideally more than 10 years, probably a reason to buy. If you don't know you're going to be there, meaning you might have to sell, you might have to run to another opportunity. You might have to move cross country and you still have this mortgage note and you want to buy a house in another place you go, but you can't sell this house because the market's down. It's a down market, and it could be a down market. You can't sell the house in 60 days or 30 days. Don't buy a house. Don't buy it. You're going to lose money, but then if if you keep it for five years, you're going to have to, you're going to lose money. You're going to lose money. So on that criteria alone, if you're young and you're looking for opportunities and you don't think you're going to be there more than five, ideally 10 years, don't buy the house. Be willing to pay it off in 15 years. If you're not willing to pay off your house in 15 years and constantly doing this flip and all of these things like that people do and then mortgaging up, you're eventually going to uh, – it's a Ponzi scheme. You're eventually going to run into a problem, all right? You're going to run into a problem, and you never live really live rent-free. In, in America, at least, you're always going to have to pay property taxes. But if you can pay that house off and then in the in, in the tail end of your 40s, now you don't have to pay any rent or mortgage. Now you won. That's a win. But don't tell me what you should have done was not paid it off and then built the equity, took the money out. But this is the strategy and all of that stuff. And then you continue to refinance, 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 refinance. Your ass going to get your ass handed to you. Mm. You're going to get your ass handed to you. I've seen it a dozen times. Here's the next one. Uh, If the house does appreciate, you better be willing to cash out. So my house appreciated $70,000. My house appreciated $110,000 cash out because at some point that ship is going the other way especially when it's appreciating in this marketplace right now houses are have good appreciation but it ain't going to take much for that appreciation to turn negative pretty fast you got to be willing to cash out or it be willing to cash out and invest the equity that you built up into a money market account that could build wealth over time or sell the house at the peak of the market. Sell it. If you ain't willing to sell the damn thing when the housing market appreciates, well, then when that shit comes crumbling down, then you're gonna wanna sell it. It's too late. Mm. It's too late. So you might've had some appreciation in the last year and a half, but it's coming down. If you live in Boise, Idaho, and you live in a $900,000 house, or your house is now $900,000 and you bought it for 300000 I guarantee you, it ain't going to take very much time for that appreciation to come crashing down. It's going to come crashing down. Okay. Now, the last one is if you are um, understand that houses are not assets, They're, they don't get you any liquid money. You might say I've made $300,000 on my house, but it means nothing because tomorrow you can't get that $300,000. You'll be, have to sell it. And if you can't sell it, you don't have $300,000. You have $300,000 equity, but that's just fantasy money until you sell it. So people have all of these philosophies about houses, but then they really have nothing until they sell it. Houses are not assets. The guy just told you, and I've done a long stream on this, breaking this down. You work for that house. The house doesn't work for you more, more than likely. If you buy a house and it and it's, has average appreciation, you still got to clean the gutters. You still got to make all the repairs. You got to replace the water heater so it go out. If you don't have the money, excess money or liquid money to pay for that water heater which most people don't most people don't their water heater goes out they got to leverage their credit uh, card they got to use their credit card to get a new water heater they don't have cash to get a water heater or they have to go without hot water for a month until they get their paycheck i see it all the time man so people just say buy house you'll win not necessarily no not necessarily not necessarily. So when it comes to real estate, and here's look up all these things here. Here are the foreclosure rates of uh, the fifty states in November. Here's here's the states in order. You would think it would be California, New York, all of that stuff. Um, right here, Illinois. Um, right here, uh, three one in every three thousand houses goes into foreclosure in Illinois. Right here, one in every three thousand uh, houses in Florida one in every 3000 houses in Ohio, Delaware, one in every, uh, 3,800. I mean, come on, man. These are high appreciation rates. Not only that, um, 64% of millennials have regrets about buying their current home. Here's why you're going to have house regret. I've sold houses to people and they're happy for a moment. And then something happens or then the reality hits, or that HOA hits, or the property tax hits. And then they're going, whoa, or then they have to make a repair. Whoa. Okay, so when it comes to this, guys, just trust me, buying a house is just not the easy transaction. Most people don't know what they're doing when they buy the house. They just buy the house because somebody told them renting is stupid, which has been debunked so many times. There's a reason why you rent, and there's a reason why you buy. Sometimes your reason to rent is a good reason, meaning I know I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be here for a good time, not a long time rent. Or you live in a market where there's no appreciation or it's the, the markets at the peak. Why buy now? Wait for the market to drop. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why you rent. It's been debunked. So people that have this mindset of, oh, um, uh, renting is a waste of money are the same people that say college degree is the only way to go. It's the same thing. A bank sold you both of those philosophies. A bank sold you both of those philosophies, meaning a college degree is the only way to go. Then they raise the cost of tuition like crazy. Same thing with the housing market. Housing, buying a house is the only smart decision. Boom, the housing prices raise up. Then you make a deal with the bank to buy the house. If you're going to get an adjustable rate mortgage today, you're you're dumbass to buy the house. Why? Why would you do that? Then renting makes more sense just rent and be patient. Get something where you can put 20% down, 10% down. Don't have any private mortgage insurance, no PMI. Don't buy anything HOA. Avoid the cookie cutter suburbs. Get something that you can build. Get something that you know is going to raise your equity. Get something that you know you're going to be in something long-term. Now you can buy the house. Now it makes sense. Other than that, Most people do a dumb purchase and then they regret it. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, you didn't realize. I didn't realize I was doing. I I didn't realize I was getting private mortgage insurance. If you could get a VA loan and then get around PMI. Like what is PMI? Oh yeah. Well, you're playing mortgage insurance in which if you had your 20% down payment, you could avoid PMI. But now you're paying PMI, which is an additional. um, Additional. Cost to buy the same home that I don't have to pay PMI for. Because I have a fixed rate, 30-year, 20% down payment. It's it's not a what I'm gonna tell you, what I'm saying is buying a house is not end all be all. Jackasses buy houses all the time and they become house poor. So be smart when you buy a house, or if you do, don't just buy a house because. Your family says you're a loser if you rent, okay? You're going to run into problems. Trust me, I see them all the time. All right, so um, point made on houses. And uh, let's see here. Real estate. So the purpose of real estate is to be able to hopefully pass it on. So real estate is just not a home, though. Real estate is just not a home. Most people say I want to buy real estate and they buy a single family residence. Okay, that is real estate, but there's different ways you can buy real estate without getting into the liability part of it. You can buy property, multifamily homes, apartments, um, uh, you call what do you call them? Um, um, not townhomes, but um, you know, the multifamily residents where the duplexes, triplexes where you rent out the back units and live in the front. I mean, those type of things. You can get into commercial property. You can get into industrial property. You can buy raw land. You can get into the flip, lease, and renovate. Flipping houses, where you buy a house, you either flip the house, or you hold it and lease it out, or you can renovate it and keep it yourself. Flip, lease, renovate. Or you can get into REITs, real estate investment trusts. You can get into REITs, where then I get into the ownership of real estate, but I don't own the physical property, but I benefit from um I benefit from it. Is it a are you gonna get rich off of it? Maybe, maybe not. It's a way to keep keep it in your portfolio, and you're probably gonna make some money over time. You're not gonna make as money the money fast as you can do as you if you flip, lease, or renovate, or if you own the property outright. You can make money over 30 years, 10 years, whatever it is. But there's different real estate. And and if you own real estate, you can pass that on to your descendants. Okay, but people that do buy a house and try to flip it, uh, you know, live in it for 10 years, and then they build up the equity and try to get it, most of the, many people fail at that. They fail miserably. And then over time, they might get a divorce and have to split that house. Okay. Or they have to reverse mortgage it, meaning they owe the bank still. After 30 years, you paid it off, but then you lost your income. You're now 60 years old. You lost your income. You have no savings. And then you have to reverse mortgage the, the house back to the bank. Or you die and uh, you're underwater. It's probably because you you refi, 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 refi. And then you pass your house on to your descendants, and all they do is sell the house, take the proceeds, and blow it. (laughs) All right, so there it is. All right, that's what happens when you have one property. Many people get divorced, and they have to sell their property, split the proceeds, and they still owe the bank money. Happens all the time. Don't just think buy a house is the way out, and it's always the right decision. Sometimes it ain't. So can you get into real estate? Yes, I told you. Multifamily homes, duplexes, triplexes, commercial property, industrial property, raw land, flip lease, renovate, REITs. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Monty Crystal says refi helps if it's it's done right, but most of the time it it doesn't. They refi, pay off all their credit card because their credit card's bills ran up. And then they run the credit back up now they just spit all the equity. I see it all the time, guys, so be careful when you get into real estate. Your idea is to pass this asset on to someone that will help maintain it help keep the the build the equity in it whatever uh let's see here and some people don't want to do the multifamily home thing where they lease the back uh lease the backing units and live in the front. Like, you know, that's not attractive to some some people. They don't want to take advantage of the the tax structure. They don't want to live there because sometimes you got to live there for a year in order to qualify for this. You got to live in that front unit. Now, if you have enough money to say you live in a front unit and live somewhere else to qualify, that's a whole nother thing. But know know that uh, some people don't want to do that. I'm fine with it. So how can you get commercial property, which I wouldn't get into too much right now. But industrial property, land, land, raw land, buy some land somewhere or or, or flip, right, Uh, or REITs. Uh, Anyway, the next thing is insurance. Let's go ahead and look at that again. We'll try to, yeah, insurance. So a lot of people get wealthy through life insurance. Uh, Talk to your family and see if your mother or father have life insurance. If they don't, you will be paying for their funeral. And uh, just plan for it when they die. Not only that, you'll be paying some. Dis- you'll be paying some. Um, you'll be paying some costs to have somebody watch them in their old age. So if they don't have any long-term care insurance, yeah, you're going to go into debt. You're going to go into debt. You're going to have to have some money, or you're going to have to have them live with you. Uh, if you don't want your parents to live with you in old age, which is going to be a killer, a crippler to your ability to create wealth, if you don't want them to live with you and you can't care for them, you're going to have to figure out something to do. You're going to let them die on the street? Ideally, you want them to have disability, long-term care, and or life insurance. And if they have all three, you're sitting pretty. But life insurance are how white people or Americans have gotten rich for a long time, life insurance. Is life insurance a scam? Sure. I mean, insurance in general is a scam to me. But it's better to have it than to not have it, or else you're gonna be on the side of the road talking about little Pookie died, or my grandma died. We need to have a fundraiser, or you're gonna be creating those. What is it when they come in there? They create that little thing on the website, Fund Me, GoFundMe. You're gonna have a GoFundMe. Many people in the hood have a GoFundMe, cause they don't have life insurance. And then they go in, guess what they do? They buy all the nice caskets. They get all the nice clothes. They, they get the undertaker, put all the makeup on them. It costs them 25 grand for the funeral. <laughs> and you ain't had no life insurance. Get some life insurance. That means if you have descendants, you don't have to have direct descendants. You can leave the money to cousins. You can create a trust fund for your, your nephews and your nieces. This is how families build wealth. This is how white folks been getting over on the community for a minute. Life insurance. Okay. If you ain't got no life insurance, I don't know what game of life you playing. Life insurance is not that expensive. Okay. You go out and buy drinks shaking your ass for the same cost of life insurance. That's one weekend of shaking your ass. Get some life insurance. And you can then dictate how this money is doled out to your descendants. You can leave it to your mama if you're a guy that dies before your parents. All right, and that way, your boomer parents have something to rest on. Okay, because they ain't got nothing to rest on. They don't have no property to pass on you, no life insurance to pass on you. When they die, they're going to have student loan debt to pay off, the damn funeral, the house, because the house is going to be underwater. You have to pay off a lot of ish. When your parents die, you want to have this conversation now. You want to have this conversation now because it's gonna when it, when it happens, and it's going to, guys, it's going to happen. Your parents are going to die. When that happens, what the hell is this going to cost you? You want to know. And then you'll figure out real fast, do you want to do this to your kids? Do you want to do this to your family? Or you can have this conversation. Hey, mom, hey, dad, when you die, you're getting cremated cuz you're passing me nothing, don't tell me about no funeral. It's going to be a private ceremony and I'm going to throw your ashes in the Pacific Ocean. As a commemorative, as a com- commemorative ceremony of your life. No funeral, no limousine, no nothing. This is what you have to have the conversation about. Or have the conversation about, "Yes son, you're getting X amount of dollars." In life insurance x amount of dollars from my pension from 1970s you're getting blah 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 now you know you're getting a grand funeral (laughs) you know what i mean you gotta have this conversation but families have passed on wealth through life insurance all you have to do is make the premium payment over a certain period of time figure it out if you need term or whole life insurance bang money drops Somebody burying the ditch insurance, yep. Boom, money drops in the tune of $100,000, $250,000, $500,000, $1 million, money. Somebody said they might kill you earlier. Uh, Don't put their life insurance in your wife's name. But you want to have the conversation, especially into the old age. Um, And then you can plan kind of what your life's going to look like. You know, you don't want to kill them for it. They don't want to kill them for it. So for sure though, but life insurance is how people the, the white Americans have gotten rich and how black Americans have stayed poor. If you really want to break it down by race, you can say life insurance on its own has segregated has separated the races. Okay. Um, real estate then is the second reason why. Uh, yes, there have been because people will say blacks live off the government handouts. But whites have gotten handouts for the government, meaning land grants, business loans. And so people will try to equate that as a they lived off the government too. But also, if they have lived off the government, let's just say they have, they've been able to make those transactions turn into wealth later. So if you're doing EBT and you're trying to say white people did land grants, two different things. They turned that wealth they turned that handout into wealth. You turned your handout into government cheese and milk and bum bud. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's 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 the same, but it's different. The next thing is wills and trusts. Wills and trust. Do you have a will? Most of these celebrities that that uh, Aretha Franklin, no will Prince, no will James Brown, no will. So the wealth has been there. The money has come in, but they blew it, and it got stuck in a probate. You didn't pay a lawyer. You didn't think you were going to die. Hey, guys, you're going to die. You're going to die, so prepare for it. If you have descendants and you don't want them fighting over you, have a will, especially if you get past the age of 50, have a will. Come on, man. Let's get your business together. Let's get your priorities straight. We could talk about women all day long. This ain't got nothing to do with women. Have a will, have a trust. It's simple, but you guys want to avoid the subject like it ain't coming. It's coming. You're going to die. Why not pass wealth on to someone and give them a chance? This is the blue chip mindset. This is why you have generations and generations of white people, because you will say generational wealth is a myth, but then, you'll say all these white people benefited from all of these things. Oh, shit. That's the blue chip mindset. The next thing is investments. You either pay interest or you make interest. You either pay interest or you earn interest. There's two separate people. There's people who pay interest and there's people who earn interest. Which one are you? I want you to ask yourself, which one are you? You're either one or the other. Sometimes you can be both, but you want to be the one who earns interest meaning you have investments over a long period of time, not trying to make crypto money overnight. I think people who invest in crypto are trying to do so that in five years, they're ahead of the game. They're ahead of the game and they're going to get out before it crashes, right? That's good investing. But if you're a person that pays interest, 12% interest, 15% interest, 18% interest, then over time, you're eating away at your wealth. Or are you a person that earns 1% interest, 5, 10, 12? People who earn interest earn way less than the people who pay interest. Okay. You wanna get into the earn interest category. If you're in a person that earns zero interest, you need your priorities together. Then the last thing that gets you to earn money and wealth and why the rich get richer and you're getting poorer is because they know how to shelter against tax. They know how to take advantage of the tax system. This is the whole Donald Trump doesn't pay taxes and all this person doesn't pay taxes. Guess what? They're wealthy as a result. Sheltering against taxes is not a crime. It's a crime against poor people who can't shelter against taxes. (laughs) Mm. If you're too dumb to figure out how to protect yourself against capital gains tax, the tax code, writing off taxes. If you're too dumb to figure it out because you want to be poor, ah, oh, we don't need all that. That's your fault. It's your fault. You're not taking advantage of the system. And then when you're the one losing 45, 50% of your earned income, because money is the root to all evil, rich people are evil. They're not happy. They're miserable. All you need is love and family. And guess what? You're paying 40, 50, 60 percent of your income in tax. That's your problem. That's a you problem. That ain't a wealthy people problem. So don't be mad at them when they avoid taxes, when they have S-Corps and LLCs, when they have all of their cars leased in their business name. You know what I mean? Oh, they're cheating. No, they ain't. They're avoiding the taxes. That dumb people don't do, meaning you have one job. You lose all your money in tax. You keep paying property tax until you die. You know what I mean? Because you bought your one house that you can't get out of, by the way. You can't get out of it. Don't go to jail trying to not pay the man. You got to pay the man, but you got to know how to structure yourself around paying the man. It's all legal. You got to play the game. And some people don't want to play the game because they're moral and righteous. I'm a righteous person. I'm a good person. I'm a godly person. Mm. Oh, you're going to set yourself up for a life full of pain. That's what you're about to set yourself for. Know this. There's your working years and your non-working years. You never know when you'll be disabled. You never know when you won't be able to perform the job you performed when you were 30, when you're 60. You're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the capacity. You're not going to have the go getterness So right now, you got a job in your 30s. You think you're coasting. No, you're going to turn 55 at some point, and your joints are going to start hurting. The technology is going to evolve faster than you can evolve with it, and you're going to be put out the pasture. Yeah, you can do your job now because you know how to do Excel spreadsheets, but they'll probably be the metaverse in 15 years. You'll get pushed right the hell out. Now you don't have that job. Now what? Right? These are all the things, man. You got to evolve. Okay? You have, you work for money, and money doesn't work for you. You're going to lose. This is why the rich get richer and you get poorer. This is why you got to constantly get there, right? And how do you get there? You vision board. You create your $10,000 plan. You, you solve that problem. You become an investor. And you keep making money because inflation is going to hit your ass if you stop. If you get into situations with bad people, family, women, friends, you're gonna lose. Okay, these should be your priorities in life. And we'll end the points right there. That we'll end the points right there. We'll do all the super chats. And if you have questions, let me know. And guys, I'm growing with you as I do this because this is what I'm learning. I've learned this. Then people, how do you learn all this stuff? Uh, number one, experience. Number two, bad experiences. You, you learn a lot when you hit yourself on the head. You should, unless you're hard-headed. Number three, I hang around not broke people. When I moved to the suburbs, I started trading wealthy people. And when you're around wealthy people, they'll give you secrets. Wealthy people will talk. Wealthy people will talk to you if you're providing a service for them, if you're benefiting them. Don't just walk up to a wealthy people. Hey, give me all of your damn business leads. Tell me who your friends are and we'll start. I'll start making money. No, you gotta literally be around them. They'll start talking to you about stuff, and they rarely talk about hoes. I've been around wealthy people and tried to talk about hoes. Guess what happened? They just look at me like this. <laughs> I've been around wealthy people. Oh man, I was smashing this fine junior college girl. They was like, really? And then they move on. They're like, that's not a conversation I want to be having right now. They're like, I ain't talking about no damn hoes. I ain't got no time to talk about no freaking hoes and no pickup game. Wealthy people talk zero times about pickup game. Broke people talk about pickup game. Wealthy people never talk about tricking and paying for girls. They all trick and pay for girls and their wives are expensive. They all pay. They they ain't had a conversation around, why would you pay for a woman? Broke people have conversations about, why would you pay for a woman? Trust me, I have been around wealthy people, and I was like, I wonder, does he get peace leave? Then I find out he went to Vegas. I swear to God, I tell this story all the time. I had a married woman that I trained that told me about all the executives that went to Mexico, and they came back with Mexican hookers. (laughs) So they might not talk about it, but they're doing it. I got money. And they don't see no problem doing it because it means very little money to them. They're like, all right, here's $500. $500 means zero to them. And they'll have five girls for 500 bucks. Sucking them off and doing all the dirty, nasty stuff the wife won't do. And they'll go home to their wives. Hi, honey, what did you buy? (laughs) They don't care about what their reputation is and their ability to pick up women. Trust me, they don't. They just cut right to the chase and cut out the middleman. They don't hang out at bars and clubs. Hi, I'm a millionaire. You want to come back? They go to their hotel room in a five-star resort, order the girls. They go down to the concierge lounge. Who got the girls? All right. I got money. Make sure she presents her ID before she comes up to the room, but unless she in case she robs me. They don't go to the no-tell motel. They go in a five-star resort, in a penthouse, and then the girls come up. I got money. They pay the girls, get their nut busted, and then they be going back to making some money. They probably made the money that they spent on the girl back in interest in their investment accounts. They made the money back while they was getting sucked off. (laughs) While they was getting sucked off, they made the money back in their investment account that they paid the girl. He went like this. I got money. She made the money. He went to his investment account. He already had it back in this account. (laughs) And these are fine women too. Jim H. These are some of the finest women you've ever seen in your life. The women that you walk and see walking going, I wonder if I can walk up in her and get her phone number. Nope. No, she just came down. She just came downstairs from upstairs. And she got $10,000 in her bank. Get your priorities straight, man. Let's get to these super chats. He got a long-legged, flat-backed, model-esque blonde that served him. Not no big booty bubble. He might have got a bubble booty girl, too. Bubble booty girl, too, to do some nasty things. He got her, too, some tattooed-up bubble booty girl. Come on here and lick all of this. And lick this up and lap this up. He probably did that too. And you, she came back home to your community, broke in her Nissan Altima, and you ran up on her and tried to get her phone number at the grocery store. Don't get me started with this tricky conversation. It is a broke person's conversation, period. Mm-hmm. And I ain't with broke people, and I'm not having the debate with broke people about tricking. Because only broke people talking about tricking. Only broke people talk about tricking. Only broke people talking about tricking. Period. <laughs> all right, let's get into the conversation. All right, here we go. Let's see here. Where are we at? Uh, let's see here. Uh, chaos. I got you already. We'll do all the rest of the situation. Mitchell Williams says, Yo, coach, a chick I used to mess with just called me asking me, can I make her Nissan Altima payment disappear? I guess she can't pay the $800 car note. I told her to ask the new guy. 100%, is it, was this an ex or a girl you mess with? I swear to God, man, I swear to God, this conversation keeps coming up. A lot of women are in desperate, dire straits that in 30 days, they're either facing repossession, eviction, or, or something dire. A hitman from the American Express is coming after them. note, And I tease you guys all the time about those 72-month, $800 Nissan Altima payments. Nissan has been known to be the lender. uh, uh, I think they're, I won't say it as predatory lending, but they do take advantage of people with poor credit. And this means you're going to pay high interest rates to get into a car loan. And it's going to be an excessively high car loan because you're going to be focused on the payment. How much this payment can I afford? And they're going to be like, okay, this is what this is what I can get you, but you're gonna pay seventy two like you're gonna pay more the car ain't gonna last seventy two months. You'll either wreck it or it's gonna break down, but you'll still pay eight hundred dollars a month for it. Mm. This is why you got to fix your credit uh or buy cash for your cars. If your credit's effed up, buy cash for your cars. pay cash for your cars. uh El Jose coach, what's lacking in men who work hard to become rich? but have terrible luck with women compared to the broke Chad and Tyrone. A one percenter can have options, but he can also be weak around women. Why? Well, that's true, too. Uh, Men can get swindled by women if they're weak with them and they don't use money as leverage, right, as a tool. Because they'll get manipulated and the right woman will come by and say, oh, but I love you. I'm different from the other ones. Okay. So they were never good with women and they got money. That's a bad recipe. That's a recipe for disaster. So you, it's better for you to kind of work your way up, realize the value of the money before you lose it to a woman who manipulates you. I've happened to have decent success with women, not phenomenally great. I haven't been able to pick and choose who I want. I've had to work for the ones that I've gotten. And then I've also said, okay, she likes me. I'll take that one, you know, for the night, at least this is the easy one. Uh, but then I learned how women work so now as I make more money I know not to fall for the manipulation women love a nice juicy target and we don't call them apex predators for nothing women around men with money they will bat their eyes and cozy up and and send you text messages they'll be the first one to text you first thing in the morning hi baby I was thinking about you oh I want to cook for you I want to clean I want to do Then you think you struck gold. You think they like you. You think they like you because of your looks. I know she don't like me because of my looks. I know she doesn't love me because of my personality. She'll tell me that, but it's not true. I know that. That's why I'm good around them. I know that's manipulation. So thank you, baby. Uh, Can you go home now? Here's 250 bucks. Leave me. Okay, daddy, see you next week. See you tomorrow. See you next. Okay, bye-bye, baby. Get out. (laughs) You're not going to give me all of those things, but they'll offer them up to you, but no, it's a trap. It's called mate guarding, yes. I get a lot of women. Hey, daddy, hey. That's because they know. They know easy target when they see one, but just don't make yourself easier. Shout out to H. Christopher for becoming a member young and retired, no cap, no credit, borrow money using your crypto as collateral. That could be possible. I don't know anything about that. I'm not the, I'm not a genius on crypto at all. I know very basic information about that. So, uh, uh, maybe somebody can counsel people on that one. Mark Swift, thank you for becoming a member. Shock Payne, hi Coach. I said that Albert Einstein was quoted as saying compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Invest early and invest often, man. I'm getting into the crypto game now. All right, congratulations for that. Yep, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Compound interest will change your life. Anything with compound will change your life. Compound mistake. Compound injury. Compound interest. When things are compounding, it's going to either change your life for the best or the worst. So invest early if you can. And I wish I would have done it earlier. Um, And then with crypto, I I just look at it as another avenue to invest. I don't roll the dice 100% on crypto, but um, it is what it is. It's just another avenue right now to make some money and get in early because crypto is finite. It's not infinite. So when you miss the boat, you missed it. So that's the one thing about crypto. It's like, oh, there's only so many of them. Cheap Drum Hacks, shout out to you. Uh, Jason Webb, appreciate you for being here again. Who is this? Kirby H is an, a member. D Gant says, thanks for all the knowledge about 304s, these Mitch's, and the blue pill mindset. I found you last year, but grateful I did. You rock, coach. Thank you, D. All right. Just giving you a philosophy. The philosophy is the free agent lifestyle. Underneath it, the blue chip mindset. And then knowing manipulation and women, understanding them, understanding women is the is this philosophy, not loving them. I can love any woman in the world. It ain't gonna make me no money. Rusted junk. I sold my Mercedes Benz C300 to close to close the loan early. I'm embarrassed now because I'm rolling a low mile 2000 Cadillac DeVille with a soft top and the stigma of being black. But I also lowered my expenses and paying off two credit cards. Oh, you had to have a Cadillac, didn't you? All right. Shout out to you. King Easy. Lose your friends who only think about cat. Fast. Lose them fast. This is why my whole philosophy has not been wrapped around getting women. I think it's a failed, broke proposition. Because the the formula has always been money, power, women. That is the order. And if you know anything about math, you always do the orders of operation. You don't skip. Now, anybody that says, well, we'll teach you how to do it. We'll teach you. For some reason, it's my concurrent likes went down. I'm not sure. Did I get turned off of YouTube? All right. Am I off or am I still on? Oh, there I am. For some people, people are trying to tell you to do the order of operation opposite. Ah, you don't need money. I'll teach you games. And then we'll skip the money and the power dynamic. You're going to become poor doing that. (laughs) You're going to become poor. Because if you skip that dynamic, you're skipping out opportunities, compound interest and create wealth and all the other things that are going to be the back end of life. Okay. (laughs) He says, they all said, I need to approach all these women. It's money, power, women, money, power, respect, money. Everything else is a byproduct of money and power. When you get money and power, money gives you power. Byproducts of that are going to be women. And they're going to be better looking women than you can get when you're cold approaching. Bar none. Not even close. Somebody said I should start a blue chip mindset channel. After all the other channels I have, my my byproduct, women are a byproduct of success. You're a success symbol. Now, you're going to always find the woman that says, well, I don't need my man to have money and I just want love. Okay. Those are broke women. They're going to they're, they're be poor forever and they're going to send you into the poor house or they're going to bait and switch you because sooner or later, you're going to sit up under them and give them a lot of love. And then, they- then the bills can't get paid and she's going to bounce on you. That's called a bait and switch. Okay, baby, I don't need money. Okay, good. I'll be set up. I'll just sit up under you. I bet you'll need money relatively quickly. Because she's going to bounce on you, all right? She's going to be like, well, I do need these bills paid, and rent is due. I'll be going to pay. Well, I ain't got the rent. I love you, though. She's going to bounce. Those are women setting you up for a bait and switch. So you're going to need some money. And then when you have enough money, women will cozy up to your ass. They're going to be like, hi. Now, you know, they apex predators, but that's just women. That's what makes them women, right? Sebastian, last week, I surpassed my father's salary before he retired. I'm in my 30s, no wife, no kids and dating the junior college. The community, this community has taught me well. Congratulations, Sebastian. We'll give you a round of applause for that one. And that's all what you need to do. Best your parents, man. It's possible. Slump down, 45 year old, no kid, vasectomy at 21, never married. Homeowner, two vehicles, 820 credit score. He says, travel this country, by long distance, train for hobby, free agent lifestyle for life. That's the other thing that will help you. Congratulations the slump down. He killing it. In his last 40 years, his next 40, not his last, his next 40 years are going to be that much easier. And traveling is going to open your eyes up, gentlemen. I, I beg you to start traveling. I beg you. If you don't have any travel, even by just train, car, bus, or plane, you need to start right now. You, your mindset's going to change. Shout out to Don Papo. Thank you, Coach, for showing these Mitch Gumpbergs the way. I'll have to watch the replay later, putting work on my business ventures. I'm following the blue chip mindset model. Fellas, put yourself first, or you will be last. Give me that.
0: You got to get my bag and run. <laughs>
1: I love that laugh at the end. <laughs> hey guys, ladies that think they're finessing you for fifty bucks. They literally think they're winning. I'm like, that was a happy meal. That's my happy meal money, man. Uh one white pony. you see the story of Dane Cook a few years ago, gave his brother a job. He squirled, he wait, he squirreled and squandered millions of dollars. He got sent to prison, the same prison he used to be a guard at. Dane Cook's brother, right? Hey guys. Don't involve your family in your stuff as you're rising. Yeah, they, they're gonna go, They're gonna blow it. I'm sorry. After you make it, they're gonna blow it. Okay, that's crazy. You'll set your family up, and they'll blow it, and and turn you in, and sell you out. All right. I don't think family makes good business people to begin with. Unless they started with you, then there's potentially something there. But if you you invite them in late, and you're already and you made it, and then you're like, hey, come in and work for me. Mm. There's a philosophy around even passing your business on to your your children. They say that you should skip a generation, meaning if you made money up front, don't pass it down to your children. Let your children, set your children up to be successful in their own lane. Let them choose their own lane, but pass it on, pass your business on to your grandkids. They'll be more appreciative of it because they'll see you, and they'll be like, oh, but uh, many times your kids directly, you set them up to be successful in their own lane. Somebody said they're not sending them the notifications. No surprise there. Where are we at? Cash app time. Alex, the king, the RP king. Shout out to you for the $20 cash app. Coach for the wisdom. Wizard X, should should we buy the property back once we make it? Wait, should we buy the property back once we make it? Ah uh, similar to other successful communities oh I see what you're saying um you can if you have a plan to regentrify it uh, right but sometimes if you go to the community you pro you buy all the property up and then you let section eight people come in you know <laughs> uh the the I think the process of buying the community back is to move the people out of the community unfortunately that's I mean <laughs> It's sad, but that's the only way you're going to make money because the property is already low value. It's low quality. You can't, you got to build it up. And then when you build it up and refurbish it, you're not going to put in low quality tenants, right? You're not going to do that because you had to put money into that property. You had to clean it up. And then now your surroundings, location, 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 you got a nice property and a wrecked up community. They're going to tear it up. Right. You don't want them to tear it up. You've invested. So then you only put people around that, that um, that can afford to put money back in your business. This is why people do. um, Most of these suburban communities are planned 10, 20 years in advance. Most prop, most of these suburban communities you see are planned 10 or 20 years in advance, meaning they know what mall, shopping mall. They know what shopping mall is going to go there. They know what school is going to go there. They know what type of people they want to have into these communities. So they will put the price up to a certain part. They know what parks are going to be there. Nothing's by happenstance. It's planned. They, they call it community planning. There's people when, There's people that major in this. And they pick the class of people that are going to be in that community so that it doesn't get torn up and the property value declines. Same thing as if I went to the community and refurbished it. I refurbished the community, but unfortunately, the people that are there, you're not going to benefit from it. I'm going to sweep your ass out of there because I want to make my money back. I'm not into the giving away process. I'm into the making money process. We got to get rid of this whole Robin Hood syndrome where we're going to go back to the community and help it. They're there because they can't be helped unfortunately they care they're there cuz they don't want to be helped and then when i go back and put the money back in the community their asses is getting put out <laughs> that's how gentrification works otherwise i'll keep it broke and poor and and, and broke down and then i'll keep the, i'll buy the property i won't rehab it and then i'll let somebody else buy it for me and rehab and kick them out that's basically what's gonna happen. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. I mean, somebody's gonna kick them out of there. Or they can buy it up themselves. Guys, the community can't be don't get out of the Robin Hood thing, man. It's, it's done. We should do a we should do a blue chip mindset on the community itself. If you want to help the community, uh I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you because there's no helping it. The the goal is to get out and not come back. And if you want to buy up the community, buy it up. Uh, But at some point, you'll have to pay taxes on those things. You'll have to paint the walls when they graffiti on it. You have to replace the windows. Don't put any good business in there because it's going to get, nobody's going to be able to support the business. I don't know.
0: Got to get my bag and run. (laughs)
1: Yeah, buy up. I would buy up every square mile of the community, square mile of the community and wait for the Chinese and the Arabs and the Middle Easterns. I I will wait for them to buy it from me. But eventually they're going to kick the community people out like you're going to kick them out. All right. Uh, Rudolph, a I used to hang out in uh, southwest Philly and dudes were big mad. Their neighborhoods were being gentrified instead of getting money and moving out of grandma's house. Like, how does that make sense? I mean. People are mad that people are coming in buying their community up. You can buy it. I guarantee you this. Let me just say this. There are people that lived in communities for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and never have once inquired on what a piece of real estate or commercial property or industrial lot or open land uh, lot costs. I can guarantee it that they have never once looked at an empty lot and say, how much would that lot cost? What if I put a house there? What if I built a house there? What about that ran down liquor store? What if I bought that? I guarantee you Dane once did it. But then when the Jews, Jewish people come in, I can't say Jews. When the Jewish people come in and they come in, they come in and they don't even see, you don't even see them when they come in. They come in, they drive by the place. Look at it, peel off. When they buy it, they mad. Wait a minute. They're buying up our community. Guys, it is not your community there. You've been put there. Same way people have put in, be, put in, um, put in, uh, what do they call them? Concentration camps. You've been put there. And you've been cordoned off to keep your ass in there. Sometime by fence, sometimes by housing projects, some by times by redlining. You've been put there. That ain't your community. You own nothing. You gang bang for streets you don't own. Let's get the real out here. Let's get the real. This is what it is. Let's let's it is not your community. That's where you've been put. And you better keep your ass in there because if you come out at certain hours of night, they're gonna take your ass back there. <laughs> Uh, Where are you doing over here? Go back over there. They're going to put your ass on the city bus, take your ass back to the city. Mm. It's a simple thing, man, but I'll tell you what. Until people start inquiring about how much land costs and buildings cost in the community, you can't complain when somebody comes buy it up. All right, DG Seymour says, we'll catch the replay piece to CGA and the coach gang, 100%. Nate Bitt says, Proverbs 30, 13 and 11, wealth, gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathers by labor shall increase. That too. Um, I was going to talk about, we're kind of running short on time. Nova has to eat and I have a vet appointment and she has to poop and crap before we take her to the vet. But the point being made, if you have a million dollar plan, know what you want to buy with that million dollars. If you want to buy a Lamborghini, go ahead. All right. But, but at some point you're going to get all the material things that you can possibly get or you possibly need. You're going to get the watches, the jewelry, the cars, the hose, the clothes. You're going to get all that stuff, but you can only get so much. And by the time you're getting so much, you're going to waste your wealth. All right. If you want to be looking good with your Louis Vuitton hat, your Louis Vuitton outfit, and your blingy bling watch, you're going to go broke. Chris Puckett wrote a 100,000-word book about how men can get through a divorce. Professionally edited. Not sure if I want to launch it want to put the divorce behind me, Greg, what do you think? Put it out. I would I would say put it out. It will allow you to, men need that information. Um, you can put it out under a pseudonym, a fake name, a pen name. I would put it out. That's what I would do. Um, and then you don't have to think about it. You can always reel it back. <laughs> you can always pull it back off the market. Nate Bit Julian, Gordon, first home should be a duplex or a, a multiplex same interest rate and the difference is usually 20K you live in the one unit rent out the other yep that's that especially if you're in your 20s or 30s and you're single no kids I would I would do that I wouldn't do the home thing right off the bat you can always buy a house especially when you have the investment and the leverage so then you can say hey I own, I'm a I'm a I own rental property you'll easily be able to buy a house and qualify and you'll get the house where you want it But many times people go to a bad neighborhood. Okay, I can't buy a house in Orange County, California. I'll go to Riverside to buy my house. Mm. Well, you could have invested in Riverside property and in five, 10 years, buy the house in Orange County where you really want it. Okay, instead of going to a house in Riverside, that's probably rarely going to appreciate. You got a wrecked neighborhood, bad school district, living in 150 degree heat. All right. All right. And then you're stuck in Riverside. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Instead of being where you want. All right. Angelo's realm says coach. Started my first uh nod with strong strong block blockchain. Money is now making working for me. Hashtag residual income. That's definitely something I want to learn about. I gotta learn about that, man, for sure. Bernell Ellie says, would you buy real estate in Illinois? I have 50K and the house prices there are pretty low. It depends, location, location, right? And what are you going to use the property for? Is it going to be your only sole residence, the only property? There's a lot of questions, right? How long are you going to stay there? Can you sell it? Can it appreciate? There's a lot going on there. Cavito says, if you decide to rent, research, or potential landlord, you can also use Fundrise to invest in re- real estate properties. Yes, that's another one. Instead of REITs, use Fundrise to invest in real estate properties. Also, research your potential landlord. Know if they're a slumlord. Know if they've evicted people before. Don't See, guys that don't have leverage, you just go in, please let me rent your place. And then you get in there, and your landlord shows up every day. And they're going, what you doing here? Why you doing this? Why you doing that? And research, if you're a landlord, research your tenants. Be very picky who you rent to. CISO says my favorite day of the week hashtag or not hashtag blue chip mentality. We're here. Red pill lens, I'm 15 years away from retirement. Uh, is buying a few acres in East Tennessee. It's going to be close to, I think, Nashville, right? Uh, and slowly buy, build a few income generating properties. I'm a California. I think over time, the long range is if you do have income generating properties over the long term is going to be great. Over the short term, not so much because you're only going to be making X amount of dollars off of each rental property. Right. And then it has no equity. So, I mean, rental properties are something long term, like then when you're 50, 60 and you don't work anymore, but the, there's equity. You can take the equity out of those properties, buy more rental properties and then have more income. So you got to slowly build this up. It's a process that if you get started in your 20s and 30s, by the time you hit 50s and 60s, that's your second revenue stream and you're killing it. But I don't know much about Eastern Tennessee to be able to give you an answer there. Credible bachelor, not sure what the inheritance tax structure is in the US, but in the UK, it's 40%. After 325 k find smart ways to pass on wealth to the next generation, meaning in a trust account. You can avoid that capital gains tax. There's ways to do it, but you got to do it smart. There's ways to do it. You can also do a uh, 1030 exchange. I believe 1031 exchanges ways to avoid taxes. You got to be crafty. The information is out here. A 1031 exchange, you avoid all kinds of taxes. All right. And then the wealthy keep getting richer and richer doing these things. And then you guys don't know what's going on here. And then you get hit with a forty 40%, uh, 40% tax bill. Um, and then you mad when the rich are getting richer, avoiding the tax structure, right there. Somebody said, "What is my cash app?" Right there, there it is, right there. Relevant. I want to really call it relevant music or relevant music. Sold life insurance for a summer internship. My friends didn't take me seriously. Then one passed, and we had to raise eight k to bury him. <laughs> Death is real, guys. It's going to happen. And you want, you're gonna have to pay for it when you die. Somebody's gonna have to pay for it. For real. Uh, Joey's State Street, uh, Coach Blue Chip mindset is a exclusive family secret. Grew up in the Philippines and the rich get more land while my relatives stuck doing labor work. It's so sad. It is it, sad because the secrets are out here, but a lot of people who do that type of work, they can't, they can't transition. So they're stuck in a cycle and they can't transition or one family member's not willing to make the risk or that one family that makes the risk. They ostracize him. Oh, you ain't gonna make it. And then he makes it. And then he's buying land. And then the family's jealous of that person. Uh, MPI says, coach, how come the military only gives the military pension to kids and not adult children? That I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. That's. That's interesting. Uh, Cash app over there, Marcus Sneed, shout out to you (laughs) for the $50 cash app. The pimped out platypus coach is putting us up on million dollar game. I hope y'all pay attention. Way better than these game artists will give you and way more than a millionaire will give you. Millionaire ain't going to sit up and give you none of this. All right, for real. Uh, John, thank you for your membership. Bill Reed. Tell the crew about Heidi Fleiss, coach. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Fleiss. The madam who had celebrities, politicians, millionaires. Hey guys, uh, your Baptist preachers, we were talking about this, coach. Uh, here's the deal: preachers, politicians, celebrities, athletes, they use the services of people like Heidi Fleiss while your ass is trying to pick up these women at the gym. Mm. And they, th- these men look down on you. Oh, are you, <laughs> uh, coach junior sub coach G, uh, looks like I got blessed with losing another loser friend who's broke and parties. When I told them I have other priorities than partying. Yep. Let them go. Let them go, man. You're going to win getting rid of these people. John says late. Just realized the old membership stopped rich. People are bad. He says, don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence? Shout out to you. The bad boys move in silence and violence. Take it from your highness. Uh, Let's see here. High image status says just paying for class. Had a few setbacks last year, but my mindset is elite. Our mindset is elite. Coach, did you, uh, did it? uh, And you can too. We only get one life. You only get one life. All right. I want you to think elite. Even if you say the elites and the 10% and the one percenters, I'm one percent. I'm in the 10% in my mind. I am. All right. Until proven otherwise, I am. I'll go to my grave, believing that. Mitchell Williams, and somebody says, No, you just a nigga to them. You just the N-word. I don't care what you what they, I don't care what you think I am. It's what I think I am. Mitchell Williams, no coach. She asked me to have her Nissan Ultima stolen. And set on fire. (laughs) He said, Trick, please get off my phone. God, dog. That tells you she was in a bad loan. Not She didn't want the car payment. She wants you to steal the car and set it on fire. Oh, man. No internet. Can you do another men get better with age videos or place the old one up? Yeah, I have to do that. No excuse. Lifestyle Rocky Cage. What's up, coach? I remember when I applied for a personal loan for 5K. When I asked how much I have to pay back, the guy said 13K. My response was, nope. Mm. Free agent for life, much love. Those things happen. You take your car loan, car title loan, um, pay, what do they call them? The, the, the paycheck, paycheck loan places. They be charging you 168% interest. <laughs> Shit. Loan sharking you. That's what happens when you get desperate. But this happens to rich people too, because then they stop earning money and what they got to do and they have to do a loan shark. That is crazy. Travis B, never do, hey, if you can, never do a payday or a car title loan. Loan. Do not do it. You're going to regret it. Unless you're going to get a lump sum payment after you get that money, meaning you're going to get five times what you, got that from that loan in 30 days, don't do it. They're going to harass you, repo your car. Oh, Travis B, you can learn a lot. He says you can lose a lot of women chasing. I'm sorry. You can lose a lot of money chasing women, but you can't lose women chasing money. Now, ain't that funny? Money makes the world go round. Yep. You can lose the money, though. But uh once you get the women, though, but but be careful rate McKinney, time, materials, and effort girl posted evidence of her single-day earnings off OnlyFans 15 large. If your super chats had uh have been down lately, that's why. All right, you follow her, she making 15k. Congratulations to her. She'll probably blow it, but uh shout out to her. He's talking about this woman right here. She has a OnlyFans, I suppose. 15k a month. For posting nudies.
0: Here's the thing. You know. If you're broke. Just say that. Don't be mad at me. For charging people. For my time. Materials. And efforts. God.
1: She bad though. She bad. The body on point. (laughs) Right. Uh, Black pill medicines coach you. And bulldog mindset coaching. Have turned me. From socialist. 60k a year government worker. To self-employed. And estimated to make over six figures and yeah i'm libertarian capitalist now shout out to you congratulations man and shout out to bulldog mindset we're we're here to help dudes get ahead and he does a good job too that's where his expertise is too all right shout out to the libertarian capitalists out here guys capitalism is the way to go I you can fight it if you want all, all you're gonna get is socialism on the back end i'm <laughs> just letting you know I'm I'm doing the capitalist angle as much as I can. DK Bradley, all cities have a five-year strategic plan. I've lived in the suburbs outside of Seattle. Amazon, Facebook, and Microsoft are moving thousands of jobs here. Yep, they have a plan. Communities are planned. That's why they call them planned developments. Planned developments. Uh, People spend millions of dollars planning the development. They get those people. Who are the people they call them? Soilologists. I can't even remember who they're called. Um, They come out. They be having those. You see those guys on the street? They looking through that little thing right there. (laughs) And then they out in the land. What do they call those people? I always call them a soilologist. Miss close. Civil engineers. Yeah, civil engineers. But there's another word that I'm missing here surveyors surveyors <laughs> mm. that's what it was surveyors land surveyors all right and then they bring in the engineer and then they check in the soil you ever see those communities they got them trucks running around there all day they'd be out there five ten years checking them soils and all that urban planners land surveyors and all them planning communities oh he called. what did i call him a soilologist give me a l mm. shout out to the geologists, too I made it up. The Soilologist. <laughs> My dog's a Soilologist. Rusty Shackelford in here. Blue Stream. He says Blue Chip Streams are excellent, sir. At least it'll just get you focused, if anything. And shout out to Joe K. Shout out to Coach. I'm thinking about investing in land in Mississippi, about 130 miles north of New Orleans, still trying to come up with a plan to get dividends from the land. All right, shout out to you. Where is that, Meridian? You talking about Meridian? All right, shout out to uh, you out there. Um, if you can get as much land as you can, I think the only thing you lose money with land is the land doesn't appreciate. Um, you get sued by somebody that falls and breaks their ankle on the land, but land is always great. Land is always great. I mean, that was the basic premise of uh, why the Europeans been able to capitalize here in America. They got the land. <laughs> land is land is. Oh, have you ever inquired about looking into land? Land is not expensive. I mean, depending on where you buy it. You buy the land in Orange County, it's going to be a million dollars, million dollars. Uh, people pay for the dirt. Dirt is what you pay for. Do you guys realize that? Your house is worth nothing. <laughs> the land is worth something. And if you buy a house that that's that's cheap, that's because the land is cheap. The land is worthless. And they just put, They just put that damn, uh, they just put two picks together on it and they built the house very cheaply. Yeah, you pay for dirt. So that's why you go to Orange County, California, and the land and the house is worth $3.5 million. And you're like, why? I could get that house in Riverside. Well, the dirt underneath the land, underneath the house is what you're paying for. It's called location, 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 location. The reason why a house is cheap is because the location is cheap. If it's by water, it's expensive. If it's in a good school district, that means the dirt, it's expensive. If it's in a bad land where there's nothing around but but cows and there's snow and tornadoes and hurricanes, it's going to be cheap. (laughs) Location and climate. The warmer places, more expensive. The colder places, cheaper. Tornado alley, cheaper. Beach, expensive. The dirt becomes that much. So you're paying for dirt. That's all you're paying for, all right? The house is the same house you can put somewhere else, and it'll be cheaper. You live in the desert, 120 degrees for five months, cheaper. You live in 70-degree weather in San Diego, expensive. (laughs) That's what real estate is about. That's what real estate is about. Just, just think about that. All right, uh, let's see here, uh, where are we at here? Uh, Jaron Keith Davis says, what state would you say had the best opportunity for multifamily investing with regards to cash flow? Uh, that would depend too, right? Like if there's a need for rent, um, not California. It's going to be hard to do that multifamily stuff in California because you're going to need two hundred grand for down payment, unless you do. I think you could do FHA on a on a multifamily. But you still what's two what's three percent of two uh, what's three percent of a million and five? Still two hundred k. You know what I mean? You still gonna be in that neighborhood, right? So you're gonna have to go somewhere where there's renters. Go to a school district. Look. Go to a school district website. Pull it up. What percentage of their of their student population or families rent? If you go to a place in only ten percent of their student population families rent, don't don't do it there. But if 50% of their student population families rent, probably the place you want to do it. That's what I would kind of look at. You know what I mean? And see what the rents are going to be. Right, is it enough to pay off your mortgage? There's a lot going in. Yeah, 245K. Yeah, I wouldn't do the multifamily thing in California unless I was an experienced flipper and experienced in that and I or I had the money. Yeah, go to a place where there's a town college part, you know what I mean? Or people that will never buy and they have to rent, but then you have to be very selective on your tenants. FH minimum down payment is 3.5. Let's say it's at 1.5 million for a multi. You, you need 200K to start talking. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Wait a minute. Am I wrong? That, that don't sound right. Yeah. No, that's 10%. That's 10%, right? I'm already on the the money real fast. But it don't matter. Um, It's still going to need some money. Hurricane Alley. I'm I'm slow on the math. (laughs) But your location has to be critical. Uh, Reese Williamson says, darn, the coach gang is super chatting the goat to spill the beans on success and take the cat out of the bag. Where do you want your brown statue erected? In the math department. (laughs) Shout out to you. Oh, I appreciate you, man. But then, you know, this is what's happening. You guys are sponsoring the show. I hope one person takes one bit of information here and applies it. All right, shout out to Christopher Hamilton. Shout out to you, man. Uh, Out in Canada. Don't buy houses out in Canada. All right. Now, you can buy a house in Canada. Just know what you're doing. Uh, Somebody says... uh, $20, 20% down don't have to not have PMI. You pay to not have PMI. Trust me. I know right now they're doing crafty loans and it's going to get ugly. They're starting to redo this again. And the reason why people go broke on their houses is they don't know what they're doing. And then they get into these crafty loan programs and then PMI gets attached. They have uh, principal only, I mean, interest only. Oh, they're doing that again. It's going to be a disaster. Somebody says buy some, beach property in new orleans all right shout out to you here anyway shout out to you Uh, also also buy investment properties in other countries right you know if you like to go to columbia you might consider buying there if you go there three four five times a uh, a time uh have that place ready for retirement airbnb it out that's another place where you can earn some income uh somebody says i'll buy a house in the dominican republic same thing All right, if you're going to go there, if you know you're going to go there three or four times and have a little girlfriend, buy you a little townhouse condo, it's going to be very cheap. Also, one more thing, I'll say this. A lot of these companies are already doing this ahead of you. So there are companies and investors that are ahead of you in this mindset. So if you're a person that says, I want to buy multifamily homes, renovate them, and then rent them out, Just understand that there's already investors and companies and groups, investment groups, real estate groups that are already doing this. So you got to beat these people to the punch and you got to beat these people with ability to qualify for the loan. While you're qualifying for the loan, they're paying cash for these properties and then they're renovating them quickly with with their subcontractors and contractors. And they're putting in the just know you have stiff competition. There's not a lot of just great deals sitting out there. Okay. So if you want to get into the flip lease or and, and uh, uh, flip lease game or or um or renovate, just know that there's professionals and companies and firms and groups already doing it. So you got to beat them out. And if you're trying to wait for your FHA loan to qualify, but they're putting down 20 percent or all cash in a competitive market. You're out. You know what I mean? You're out. So anyway, and Zillow's do, starting to do it. Zillow's starting to do it. So just know it's competition and corporations are starting to do it. So instead of paying their people's high salaries, they rent them back property. So corporations are now buying up properties and doing this. So anyway, man, shout out to the coach gang. We need to, uh, we need to stay on top of our game here. Last one, uh Durant Bradshaw says, yes, I just bought a 30 acre ranch out in the white Hills of Arizona. I'll talk to my family members about going in on at least looking at the land. And their response was, what I do, uh, what would I do with all that land? Meanwhile, they are still taking trips and going broke. That's going to be something that pays him back 10, 15, 20 years. And it's going to be, <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> Families, don't go into business with your family. Shout out to the coach gang, man. I'm going to get out of here, get to my bed appointment. And peace.